Welcome to the WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. Dear partners and friends of What the fuck? Form, a very cordial welcome. The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. Holly, Buster. Hi. Buster. Buster. Buster, you want a treat? Buster, Buster, do you want a treat? Buster? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. sorry. Hey, Buster's happy about it. I was going to do a cold open right into a clip, but that was too funny not to acknowledge. (laughs) I am so sorry. I want a treat. I want a treat, too. Well, we might as well say what the fuck's up. We might as well say what the fuck's up while we're at it. Yeah. Uh, what, what's up, y'all? Uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. How are you going? Good. We've got a small forum as of yet. Uh, I'll introduce myself, as always, Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast. And we've got Stella Q in the house. Hello there. Always happy to be here with these lovely people. And Think Change Repeat, otherwise known as Ashley. What's happening? Hey, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Is Buster going to be joining us? I hope so. (laughs) I just got in from the road and uh, I'm letting my dogs out. (laughs) She's got quite a menagerie there. Oh, Mm -hmm. I do. Well, on that note, um, I think that's a good transition, Stella. I'm going to play a clip. (laughs) And it's it's kind of funny here because... um, you know, I grew up with two older sisters, and I sort of feel like you two are sort of sisters from another mother, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're going to talk sex, and it might get weird. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as weird as with my real sisters. I'll say that. Um, For sure. But yeah, let's let's play this clip. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of this woman. Her name is Sue Johansson. And... Um, I will share how I know about her after the clip, but let's just say that she found her way into my purview at a very formidable age. And um, I learned a lot from, from sex or from talk sex with Sue, I'll say. So I'm just going to play this. It's hilarious. And we're just going <laughs> to let it roll. Okay. Cool. My wife and I think you're the coolest lady ever. Oh. And uh, <laughs> Thank you. My mother and I both love your show. Isn't that cute? You watch it together. Thank you so much for making yourself available to all of us here in the States. Oh, love your show. My pleasure. Hello and welcome to Talk Sex. I'm your host, Sue Johansson, and my mission in life is to promote 
sex education to dispel myths and misconceptions so you can enjoy being the sexual human being that you were born to be. I have a quick question. Um, I don't know how true this is, but I was told by someone who's dating a dentist yes. that the dentist told him that if she looks into the back of the throat of her female patients, that she can tell whether or not they have oral sex, and particularly if they swallow a lot. Is that true? <laughs> there are going to be an awful lot of people in an awful lot of trouble if that's true. Um, me and my girlfriend are learning if having sex in a hot tub um, is a good idea or not. Not. No? No. <laughs> sex in a hot tub, okay. Now, the hot tub has got chlorine in it, hasn't it? Absolutely. Got chlorine in it. I know that. Uh -huh. And so you're having sex in the, under the water. Right. You're thrusting penis in vagina. <laughs> you are forcing water into her vagina. Oh. Ooh, that's right. It's got chlorine in it. You wonder why her vagina gets sore, raw, red, irritated. Ugh, ugh. And then they're worried that there's a possibility that the uh, water will go up through her cervix, through her uterus, and into her fallopian tubes, mm -hmm. and then drip into her abdomen. Oh. And there is some concern that that might cause endometriosis. I just called to ask, um, when my girlfriend and I have sex, either with a dildo or with her fingers, Yeah. Um, when I'm getting ready to have an orgasm, I often have like vaginal farts or queef. And yeah. I'm just wondering, <laughs> is there any way to stop doing that? No, why? Vaginal <laughs> farts are wonderful <laughs> things. Music to one's ears. something we can do. Guys can't do it. And ours don't stink. There's the ooh. I guess no. it's just embarrassing. And oh, no, 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 no. You just let fly. Is he using condoms <laughs> for bum sex? No. Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> he is putting his penis in your rectum, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That rectum has feces in there. Feces are loaded with bacteria. Earmuff the kids. Now, he's going to pick up some of that bacteria on his penis, right? Mm -hmm. And then he's going to have intercourse with you, vaginal intercourse, and he hasn't washed his penis, and he wasn't using a condom. You're going to get the infection. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about you. Hot Time for the... That's just the bag. intro. Now, this toy, uh, it puts a whole new meaning to the expression, desperation is the mother of invention. This is called the vibrating turbo suction tongue. You close the valve and you, you draw the air out, okay? And now you've got a vacuum in there. And that'll give you an erection. So you draw the air out first. And it's locked in, locked there. Then you turn the vibrator on. Okay. Now then, it vibrates. It's not vibrating. And it is a strap-on. Now, people think that strap-ons are kind of kinky. But they have their uses. No, no, no. Don't ask. Anything with more than three buttons, I'm guaranteed to mess up. Well, you know what? They couldn't leave well enough alone. And 
what they've done is put a tiny camera into the end of the dildo. She needs a yes, plug-in for that. You heard right. A camera that hooks up to your TV. It gives a whole new <laughs> meaning to I'm ready for my close-up now, Mr. DeMille. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta cut it off there. Yeah. This lady cracks me up and she has for a very long time. I actually had forgotten about her until our last WTF forum when I brought up this memory, right? Of watching talk sex uh, with Sue at a sleepover with me and all my homies. This was one of our favorite things when I was like a preteen. We thought Sue was the cat's pajamas, man. She <laughs> was like, she was like, uh, oh, she was straight. She was straight up about shit. She told us the shit we needed to know, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I bring her up first because A, it's funny. And B, <laughs> You know, I when I went back after bringing up talk sex with Sue on the last episode, I'm like, part of me wonders, like, was she a genuine character? Was she controlled opposition? Um, because it's interesting in that she went viral before the internet. Okay, she started out as a nurse. Who you know, I'll, I'll play like an interview of hers to give you more back background. But she went from being a nurse to being on the radio to being on television and became somewhat of a sensation. And um, I don't know. I just had to play like, those are some clips from like various episodes and um, you know, so it's not, that's not like one episode. That was a bunch of like highlights and a lot of it's been mm -hmm. lost. It's like, it's gone. It's right. nobody, nobody recorded it. It's not on YouTube. Um, you know, I looked specifically for the, the episode that I could remember watching about, you know, a lady jerking her her guy off with hot sauce on her hands and how he <laughs> discovered that he that he really liked it and 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 Sue was like uh that might be a bad idea you know <laughs> but i guess i'll just open it up at this point like i know people you know it's the whole thing like you don't talk religion you don't talk politics you don't talk money and you don't talk sex but this here is the WTF forum where we talk about <laughs> everything. So, so any thoughts freedom, at this baby. point? Yeah. Yep, freedom. She's like the Judge Judy of the bedroom, isn't she, really? <laughs> She's a little a little less annoyed at people's questions. <laughs> yeah, a little, <laughs> little more Judy. liberal. Um, yeah. I would say that I did know who Sue was, and I did used to watch her as well. And after she was brought up, in the last forum, I had this, the, I had wondered the same thing. Now without digging, I would say that I did think that she was genuine, but that she was allowed to be there. So I did wonder if she was there to push the free sex, um, agenda, uh, the promiscuity agenda, which I think really got a, the big boost from, the counterculture, uh, the free sex movement, but I feel like it has been continually in, you know, in the fore since then. And the tie-in of feminism and sex, you know, being like being empowered by multiple partners and knowing your way around all the sex toys, stuff like that. I feel like, yes, that was whether she knew it or not, it was at pushing an agenda in my opinion yeah it was kind of a bit of a crossover too because it was a sort of a interdimensional 
uh, sorry, intergenerational crossover, <laughs> interdimensional. Um, uh, so she was sort of like from the 80s, early 80s. Is that about right? I think she was on the Mid radio in the 80s. Like, I think she started doing like sex ed for schools in the 70s and then okay. radio in the 80s and then TV in the 90s. And by everybody's sort of account, she was very cutting edge um, and very like, I want to say controversial, but like she has a disarming way about her to where she could take something very controversial and make it funny, make it yeah. fun, make it approachable. Um, and she even talks about like how her greatest super, you know, superpower is the fact, you know, she's old. She's like your grandma, like your mm -hmm. dirty, like your dirty grandma, you know, <laughs> yeah, the grandma you keep in the cupboard. Yeah. 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 And it looks like her TV series was on from 2000 to 2008, which would make sense that I okay. saw her. I, I feel like it probably was around oh, okay. that time when I did see her. Oh, and so much was... later than I thought. Right, okay. Because I was yeah. sort of imagining that she was picking up the pieces or tying the – picking up some of the loose ends from the 60s and the Germaine Greers. I don't know if you've heard of her, but, um, yeah, just the women's movement, the liberation generation sort of thing. Follow up. I mean, it's just keeping it all yeah. alive, isn't it, really? Yep. The nineties well, or the two thousands version to keep it keep it going, keep it keep the momentum moving. I had assumed that I was watching reruns when I was like a preteen, but I guess not. It Probably was live. Not. It was mm -hmm. live. Yeah. No, yep. like genuinely I had like these two or three buddies that every time we had a sleepover, it was like our goal. I think she was on at like either two or three AM. And it was our goal to like stay up for talk sex with Sue because we just would laugh our asses <laughs> off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting though, to sort of look at things like this because it's uh, following not, not long after the whole AIDS scare, the global AIDS scare. And uh, so that was kind of, I, I, I'm assuming if you could look at a graph that probably there was a bit of a decline in um, casual sex, at least, um, or, you know, people thinking a bit more about it, whatever, that was the whole goal. So this is almost like the next curve, you know, of that graph, if you can imagine a sine wave sort of thing. It's like the, the next curve, the next cycle is to get it all, to get the momentum going again. You know, people sort of stop for a while. Now we want to get them going again. I don't know. I just think that's an interesting contrast to the last decade or so before that. So my thinking, um, you know, and I, I think the nuance comes out in these next couple of clips. You know, this is kind of like a based or bogus a little bit with Sue Johansson, posthumous based or bogus. She did pass away. Um, but my sense from her is that she genuinely wanted to dispel myths and misconceptions I think she was a truther in her own right. And I, you know, I'm happy to like argue that point or whatever, let other people share alternative points. Um, but she kind of says something in, in one of these clips about how she had so much to say and she would say it to anybody. And I can relate with that, you know? Yeah. Very liberal. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't judge people. I mean, she definitely came across as very like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here mm. to help you, uh, you know, a, be a true educator. And I do think that that came across now, it, whether or not she, there was some fishy stuff. I, we might have to dig a little <laughs> like kind of deep. Yeah. Uh, Should we to, to yeah. figure that out? We can dig deep. I've yeah, got, but I've she, got a she few. Comes, okay. Cause she does come across as like a, a caring, you know, and uh, a little irreverent in a good way and non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. Just for the record, I had never heard of her until you posted her the other day. So I'm coming mm -hmm. in cold here. So, so she's a Canadian and, okay. um, you know, I'm going to play this this David Letterman clip first, but then I'll do like one that shows her background some more. Um, I mostly am sharing this because a it's funny B. Maybe like side based or bogus. I want to think David Letterman is is a good dude. Uh, he's a he's a Hoosier like me. He's from the great state of Indiana. And so I'm inherently biased, but uh he does not come across to me like fucking Jimmy Fallon or fucking, I mean, what's the other one I'm, I'm blanking on that's current Kimmel uh, Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel. Like those guys are fucking, they can go fuck themselves as far as I'm concerned. For sure. A hundred percent. But I Jay always Le like Jay Leno. Is he another one? Well, Jay Leno, you know, like I want to think Jay Leno's kind of cool. Cause he just bowed out eventually and like, and just yeah, does his cars. Well, he has a little like classic car show. He has the most extensive classic car collection in the world. Like that's all he cares wow. about now is classic cars. Okay. He doesn't. And, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He's, he's basically been apolitical ever since. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is that yeah. he, his show really ended before the true woke insanity started. Um, and he has not necessarily been super outspoken or come across as woke or like pushing any kind of agenda that I have heard, you know, yeah. it, I'm, mm. I'm honestly sus if you're allowed to make it big in Hollywood. And I mean, from the beginning of Hollywood to, to today's day and time, then I, I have questions about, whether or not you made a Faustian bargain to get there. Um, so, yep. you know, I, I'm distrustful in that way, but I didn't hear him say anything that was overtly pro-woke agenda. Well, it's quite possible he's played his part. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's building bricks with all these agendas. There's, there's uh, people put in place at certain times because their personality or whatever it may be is useful for that moment. Yes, so I we agree. I agree. Um, is manufacturing reality? Is that is that drizzle? Drizzle. Yep. Yes, yeah, I, I, so. I agree What's with you. Drizzle. drizzle? <laughs> what up, Driz? Wait, are you in the waiting list? Oh, Fido. What up, Fido? Oh. Hey, Fido. Yeah. I'm with you, Drizzle. <laughs> so yeah, Stella here. said. Stella said in the comments she doesn't trust Letterman either. But Stella, or I'm I'm sorry, uh, Fido. Fido, what's happening? Hi everyone. Hello, love. <laughs> uh, it took me a minute to get settled, but I think I'm ready to go now. So. <laughs> well, we're talking about we're talking about sex, baby. Oh, we're talking nice. about you. That's and always a me. fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. <laughs> so, yeah, well, Fido, have you ever heard of Sue Johansson? No. Talk talk sex with Sue. No. Uh. No. I'm thinking Doctor Ruth. <laughs> 
No. Okay. She was a, like she was on late night TV, I guess in the early 2000s we established. Um She must have come after Dr. Ruth then. Hmm. You remember Dr. Ruth? She I think she was on like HBO or one of those adult TV channels and she was always talking about some really off the wall. She had like a call-in show and people could call in and ask questions and um she got some real doozies sometimes and she just matter of fact would explain stuff like it was just you know she was talking about the weather it was hilarious <laughs> i think you're thinking about sue johansson sounds very it's, much I like mean, it, it sounds it? the same it sounds the no, same. there there is a dr ruth and I'll, I'll read you the blip it says dr ruth westheimer a renowned sex therapist and one-time radio talk show host mm -hmm. um she became a pop culture phenomenon in the 80s and is known for her memorably spoken views on sex yeah. So She's I like think she had a radio lady. program and was maybe running concurrently to Sue. Could be. Yeah. Makes sense. I've never heard of Sue. So continue. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Here we go. But, uh, in, in terms of safe sex, and I, I, I felt very ignorant. What, what definitively, what can people do safely and what can't people do safely? Just tell us what we can, what we can't do. Well, there's no such thing as safe sex. The only safe sex is no sex. Abstinence. Total. But, see, but, but that doesn't work. But the problem is people really do want to have sex. Well, yes, and sex is fun. It's pleasurable. It's enjoyable. It enhances a relationship. And as long as you've got good protection, why not? Mm -hmm. If you know what you're doing and you're able to think ahead right. and plan ahead, then and it's a decision. That's where I run into trouble is because we don't give good sex education. Right. Then they don't. You can't make a decision in a vacuum. Uh -huh. Now, now let me ask you a, a question, and I'll be as specific as generally specific as I can be. Uh, vaguely precise. <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, we can go there. Is, say, say two people are prepared to have safe sex. A man and a woman are going to have safe sex, and they they got all the stuff they need for safe sex. Yeah, it's inside table. Yeah, it's all. Don't there. leave it there. Where where do you put it? <laughs> She's a dirty bird. Oh no, no, no! You take a condom and you flirt with it. I see. And you say hi, big guy. Oh. <laughs> don't bite it. No, you, no, you don't. Not in my house. Ah. Now, now listen. No, no, wait a minute. Okay, so, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have safe sex now. Safer sex, yeah. But you say there is nothing safe except for abstinence. What no, no. what mistake can can people with safe sex in their heads make? What can they do wrong and suddenly, uh oh, that was a mistake? The only basic problem would be not using a condom, not knowing who your partner is, All right, well, we know not knowing approximately where your partner has been and right. what they've done. Have they ever done heavy duty drugs? Been right. shooting up? That's risky behavior. Right. And then um, always practicing safer sex. Right, right. But other other activities other than I I intercourse, for example. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'll stop it. Do you ever on your radio show? Do you ever get to silly calls or uh, unusual calls, or do, do sometimes people joke with you? Do you think when you are they all serious? Oh, I'm sure that there are put what they call put on calls. Yeah. Um, you can usually tell, but I treat them as a definite uh, concern or question because although it may be a put on call, somebody out there has that question. Might be thinking about it. And yeah. they really believe that if you swallow ejaculate, you can get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Don't, don't get embarrassed, Paul. He's from Canada. Yeah, He's not gonna what's, get the, uh, what's the? Do you have any memorable uh, questions uh, that uh, you can uh, relate to us now? Uh, silly calls that you've gotten uh, that uh, interesting, unusual. Well, of course, there are a lot of, of fun calls that come in, and um, but you know, I don't like to um, equ equate it as a silly call, right? Because I take it seriously, right. and so um, I'm much more impressed with the scary calls that I get about sexual abuse or something uh -huh, like that. Right. Those are the ones that I remember. Those are the ones that I take home with me. What, what was the deal with the kid who called up about the uh, the jar of peanut butter? Oh, oh we'll wow. pause. What a, what a place we'll, to pause. We'll pause. How <laughs> <laughs> about the edge of my seat, man? For dramatic effect. Well, well now I want to hear the rest. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> the, the nut joke. Well, you had to ask, didn't you? Yeah. You couldn't resist that one. You want to go there? <laughs> this guy was uh, phoned in and asked if it was okay if he could masturbate into a jar of peanut butter. Oh, Lord. to get you thrown out of the supermarket. Hey, Ando. Ando What's up? Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, maybe not in the canteen, huh? Hey. Yeah, are you flushing the toilet, man? We We can hear you. Now we can't. Uh, glad to be here. <laughs> Mostly. What's what's up? Oh what's up, man. Oh uh, no. Ando always has trouble. Yeah, he does. Are, he does. Ando, are you at home? You're at home, I can tell. I think he's on the road. No. no look it looks him. like yeah, a timber roof. Here, how do I make it big? Uh, ceiling. How, how do, do you make... make it? That's what she said. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to. Oh, wait, here. I don't even know where that came from. I just knew it was appropriate. Ando, we cannot hear you, brother. Are you with us? That's, that's why I'm out. There we go. The pixel clone. It's no good, bro. Oh, wait. Now I can oh, see Oh, yeah, here I am. Here I am. Uh, here you are. Yeah, I had to go outside. Direct view of the yeah. center. Good yeah. to see you, brother. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Uh, well, I can't see y'all right now. Where are y'all? What happened there? There we go. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Hello. Sorry, I was doing yard work, and, and then I look at, down at my phone, and it, it's 7.08, and then I had to go grab a shower, and uh, here I am. Well, we're talking about sex, baby. You smell good, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Dissident soaps, by the way. Dissident soaps, y'all. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm going to put this clip back on and we'll just keep rolling here. Yeah, what a moment to enter. <laughs> this guy was uh, phoned in and asked if it was okay if he could masturbate into a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> oh, Lord. That'll get you thrown out of the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I have an IFB in my ear, uh -huh. you know, an IFB right. connect me to the control room. And uh, my uh, director is saying, ask if it's crunchy or smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sure. It makes all the difference. Absolutely. 
My key word is gently better. Now, I've been never eaten peanut butter since. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is, is Canada more progressive uh, regarding sexual education than the United States? Uh, at this point in time, yes. And, and why is that? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, I think it's political, mm -hmm. and I think that they, there's some people who really believe that if you talk to kids about sex and teach them about sex, they're going to go right out and do it. Now, is there any proof to substantiate that? No, 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 that? it's the opposite. Really? That if you teach kids about sex, then they know what's going to happen. They know what they're, what they're into petting and French kissing and fondling, and then they think, whoa, wait a minute, I know where this is going. Right. Uh-uh. I don't want to go there. I'm not ready. I don't like my body. I don't want your body liking my body. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Uh, but what about the notion, uh, you, you hear these horror stories of, of kids in, in schools having sexual activities at younger and younger and younger ages. Yes, and it's just a, alarming. I, I mean, I was well into my 30s. Ah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, is that true? Are kids having actual sex at a, at a much younger age? They're reaching puberty earlier than they used they to? They are reaching puberty about six months earlier with every generation now. Now, why does that happen? Nutrition. Really? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Where they're much better fed, their balanced diet, and also the exposure to the media, yeah. and what they see on television. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, other kids are talking it up. We didn't talk it up. We no. didn't, you know. No, nobody talked to me about nothing. No, well, I didn't know enough either. <laughs> and um, that's why I got into this business. But uh, nowadays, every TV show. Yeah. And so that they think they're missing something. And they don't know what they're missing, but try it, you'll like it. Well, listen, it was, uh, it was a, a great pleasure meeting you. I'm glad you could come down here, and I hope you come back. Will you come I'd back? I'd love to. All right, thank you very Absolutely much. Absolutely love Sue to. Johansson, thank everybody. You. We'll be right back. All right, so I had forgotten that he has a Netflix show. And that he interviews people. Um, was that was that Ashley? Yeah, you shared yes. all the people. So Barack Obama, George Clooney, uh, Mal. I don't know who who's this. Malala. Malala Yousafzai. She was the uh, teenage girl. She was teenager. She's an activist in I think Iraq, and she was they were, she survived an assassination attempt or something. Whoa. She was shot in the face or something. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Um, apparently Jay Z, Tina Fey, Howard Stern. So yeah, um, that's too bad. You know he's <laughs> he's been in L.A. for too long. He should have yeah. he should have come back to Indiana. Oh, have, have we decided he's bogus? Seems like oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure yeah. <laughs> uh, did didn't he shill for the shot? I think Probably. so. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he did. So what he was, what uh, she, they were talking about with the, um, with the, the kids having uh, entering puberty earlier and earlier. Um, I, that question actually came up when I was in nursing school. We had actually talked about that with our instructor, and she said it probably had more to do with the increased use of hormones, growth hormones in the beef and the chicken and the, the meats that we get from the store, the increased use of um, HCG to make them grow faster and get more muscles and, and all that stuff it probably has more to do with that than anything that and was would... that was the thing that stood out the most to me of all she said was that it's because of good nutrition yeah sorry yeah. go ahead ash yeah and i was just gonna say and also hormone disruptors that are in and endocrine disruptors that are in almost you know everything like plastic receipts uh, 
hair cosmetic products, all of that stuff. So um, it's it's multifaceted, but yeah. It always is. It's uh yeah, it's like these events take place and they have think tanks to try to make the most of everything. Well, yeah, so because I it's, of... it's, it's more difficult to point the finger and, and place blame when you have it coming from all different directions. Thought yes. about everything trying to kill us, you know, like every single thing they're spraying the skies <laughs> yeah. got stuff. Uh, I mean, it's in our dirt, it's in our air, it's in our water, it's it's in our food for sure. Uh, but what's funny is I think that because humans are just such resilient creatures that it's actually made us stronger. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing that's working, though, is the uh, the media subversion that they're doing on us. That is, that is the one that's doing us in. Uh, everything else, I think that, that we're pretty, pretty tough, resilient creatures. Other than obviously the mutant scooter people rolling around and the, you know, the rascals at the uh, Walmart. So in, in those regards of us knowing that so much out there is uh, toxic to us or, you know, disrupting like the normal flow of uh, our hormones and things like that. But my thing is like people, now I don't think that Bill Gates is by, I don't think he's even close to the top of the pyramid, but but they should know these things. So, but if you put forever chemicals in water, doesn't that affect them too? Or do they know how to detox themselves? Now, I don't think that Bill Gates is doing much detoxing because he looks like the pregnant man <laughs> emoji. And he has a set of tits on him that would, you know, they're impressive. So I, I don't know if they don't know that they're being poisoned by it too, or... Or what? I don't get it. I would say that they probably either have their own supplies of everything completely separate to our world, which I do suspect, and I do suspect it's probably underground. Um, I mean, that they have the means, they have the money, everything. I think their world is completely separate to ours. I think we have no idea what's underground, and I think it's way, way bigger than what's above ground, personally. I was just talking about that, and in the Bible, it, it talks about that, that there's things in the sea and there's things underground. Um, yes. I, I clipped a couple of verses earlier, but uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think that that's what, what we're talking about whenever we, we're talking about them aliens. And also, uh, in regards to uh, um, Dr. Gates's rack, do you think that if you fondled it, he'd give you an over-the-jeans handy? <laughs> Uh, probably not. I, I, mean, I dare you to. I dare you to ask. <laughs> he's, he's, he's I, no I fun. would be. I would he probably wouldn't vape in Beetlejuice uh, either. <laughs> I would like to be the one to throw the pie in his face. My favorite part of the internet. That that was baller. That was baller. It was. There's a. There's a. I'd love to hug that man. I think he's definitely overdue for a repeat. That's for sure. Yeah. And there's a hilarious meme out there that shows Definitely. him the moment that he has the pie in the face. And it said, and that <laughs> is when Bill Gates decided to kill everyone on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one. worth it. <laughs> Just for that footage. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I guess my question is like, were they all corrupted back in the 90s or has it been a gradual thing? Or, you know, the early 2000s, whenever it was. Um, 
Oh no, this has been going on for as pretty much as soon as the television got here. As soon as right. the television Since got the here, it's exception of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, sorry, well, I think it was before television. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Think, it was. I think they radio, up a notch you know, when television Orson came Wills. along. You know, I think they've been going in in increments. You know, obviously, if you they push something too hard, too fast, people are going to reject it. So I think it's been going on for a while, and I don't know when, but I'm sure. Part of Pretty sure that they got him, Bill Gates, pretty pretty early on. I would say, just because he has oh he born bred into uh, it, born into it exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he would have been um, caught up in all of that. His father was a eugenicist. Yes, the Planned Parenthood uh, board member. Yes. And uh, yeah, I I actually think that the the whole agenda that we're seeing play out here now has been in the works for maybe even thousands of years, but yep. my reference was specifically to like entertainers. Have they like David Letterman, have they all been corrupt from the beginning? And I, you know, like I said, I hate it too, Mike, because I loved Dave Letterman growing up. I really did <laughs> like all these silly little skits, you know, will it float? Will it float? And you just take some random object and him and Paul would just see if it would float. It was, it was so stupid. So um, don't forget that these people have, um, you know, these people have handlers. They have whole teams yeah. behind them um, yeah. creating all their output. They're certainly not sitting there coming up with all this shit. No, yeah. that's even, the point. Even, I think, even whether they were yeah. controlled opposition or not, that's just the way it works in production. You have a team of people coming up with this stuff. Yeah. It's not all up to you. No matter how great a comedian you are, you can't come up with that much material that's that popular regularly. So um, they've been compromised the whole time. I think that's kind yes. of how you make it big is you have to show that you're willing to compromise on things. Um, like, like that video that you shared about uh, Sylvester Stallone talking about change yourself and make yourself into what they want you to be and and all that. It's like that's I I know what he was saying. He's saying saying people telling people to persist and don't give up on your on your dreams on your goals. But just the way he was framing it was like turn yourself into what they want you to be in order in order to make it. And well, okay. So I just want to say something about that because um, it this comes up a lot actually, and um, because I am a little bit older than you guys, um, that's is how it was in the eighties. That was how you had to basically be the eighties and then even to a point the 90s to get anywhere you had to be in people's faces you had to not give up the first time you had to go and persist and be the squeakiest wheel basically that's how it worked it's different now um you just be a pest now or you'd probably be arrested or something um but that's how it worked then that's how you stood out so i could act, i could really relate to what he was saying because that was how it was back then so that's the thing that people have to remember. And, and even to a point of even reading the Bible, you know, we'll sort of read something in our own understanding, in our own uh, environment, social environment, in our own time, um, and miss a whole bunch of things because we're not familiar with how the way was back then. So, you know, very, very weird comparison, but I'm trying to take it to an extreme comparison. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like things yeah. might be read now as something, but that's not really how it was back then. And I think that's why a lot of these um, not trying to stand up for anybody or any offenders, but I think the 80s was, 80s, 90s, was particularly very different when it comes to like things like sexual harassment. I mean, you could not, well, most ladies that 
you know, were decent-ish looking, could not walk past a construction site, for instance, and not have at least one, two, three, maybe four wolf whistles, you know. It's like, hey, baby, you know. And it was just normal and sometimes you just have a kind of a bit of a funny interaction, like, a, you know, you just stood up and that sounds terrible now, but that's the way it was back then and then all of a sudden, boom, I don't know exactly what it was that triggered it, all of a sudden it was like it became really the no-go, like you do not do that. It was this harassment thing and uh, not complaining about that either, but I'm just saying that's how it was and then there's different thinking with even just a decade or two. Well, I understand like with the persistence, you know, um, not taking no for an answer, that's that's one thing, but just the way he described it as, you know, twisting yourself and, and, and you know, like compromising yourself and and turning yourself into what they want you to be, it just kind of ruined the message for me because I think, yes, persistence is absolutely key if you want to succeed. You must be persistent. But I don't think you should have to change who you are just to just to get the attention and the, the, the recognition that you're wanting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's different so to know, um, give advice for like a life thing as opposed to just playing a role like he was in that situation. That was to get a role of a movie. So, it, you know, you can change yourself because you're acting. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like he's giving life advice, so it's a bit different, yeah. Hmm. At least that's what I took away from it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It was just something I sort of threw up there because I just didn't yeah. know how everyone felt about Sly Stallone. Um, I hadn't really talked to anyone about him or anything. I hadn't really seen much come up about him. I'm a little bit detached from the whole Hollywood thing. So I like, I, I can't imagine even beginning to try to figure every single one of them out. It's kind of funny to take these people on one at a time. And I, I thought Sue Johansson was an interesting one because I found her message somewhat nuanced and like reasonable but at the same time, it is like normalizing sex for teenagers. And I don't know, like there's an argument there, you know, and I'm not saying I'm going to take a side right now. But um, do you guys want one more Sue Johansson clip? Sure. Might as well. All right. I'm good either this way. Is, this is a late in her life interview. What kind of language can we use? Anything you want. So I can say, I can say. (laughs) I trained in St. Boniface Hospital in Winnipeg, Manitoba and uh, with the gray nuns. And um, they were very uncomfortable ladies um, who never talked about sex. And that was the first battle I won. Because Einer had never owned a brown suit in his life before. And I was in gold, so therefore I needed Browns to make it complete, and um, I won. He never wore the suit again.
So I came in off the street, just literally walked in off the street, and suggested that might be an idea to open a birth control clinic in a high school. I knew nothing about birth control, but we did research and found out how to run a birth control clinic easily, and、um, did it well. And set it up in in high school, and it went crazy. I remember one class I had, and I was it was Carol was in the class, and somebody at the back of the room put up their hand and asked Sue, "Do you talk to your kids this way?" And Carol put up her hand and said, "You better believe it. She never shuts up." Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. We have on the show tonight a、uh, Canadian sex expert. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any Canadian sex questions? I had David Letterman、um, literally eating out of my hand. He was、um, barnswoggled. It's a very difficult time. It was in those days. I don't know what it's like now, but I was just in hell from the time I was ready to go until it finally happened. I was just in hell.、Uh, you're expecting sympathy? No, no. <laughs> I just... Conan O'Brien, so tall. If you got something、oh, in there, you want you everyone really to see. You really want to see the big gun? Yeah. Da 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 boom. <laughs> This is called the accommodator. <laughs> She just peeled a banana for those who were just listening. Over the chin. It's not a banana. Oh. <laughs> Say, uh, I'm not embarrassed.、Dick. I'm not uptight. I'm not. Should make my screen、um, bigger. You're scared of it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably embarrass you much more than I'll embarrass me. Why do you think this information coming from you, people listen to? They like because I've got turkey neck and wrinkles <laughs> and gray hair, and because I'm safe. If I was cute, young, bouncy thing with bodacious tatas,、uh, I would have no credibility whatsoever. Nous sommes très fiers d'honorer Sue Johansson aujourd'hui pour une vie de service au sujet de la sexualité, de la santé、uh, aux Canadiens et Canadiennes depuis un très long temps. I was just a mother、uh, with a load of information. 
that I was willing to dump <laughs> on every and anybody and everybody that was nearby. This was a big breakthrough for you to be able to find your voice. Yes, yes, and to find that it worked. It, it like shock that I was standing on stage, um, and、uh, talking dirty, and、uh, everybody listened, and I did. I yeah, I had a good time. Sunday nights will never be the same again, but it's time to wrap it up. And the fat lady is not singing, but she is signing off television. I'll close with the same condom quickie that we ended the first show with. 174 episodes ago. Sorry. Sex will be sweeter if you wrap your Peter. And as the lights go down for the last time, it's goodbye to all with thanks and love. Okie doke. What do we think? <laughs> she, she's still alive, right? No, she's dead. Oh, okay. She said that the fat lady hadn't sang, and she's just signing off TV. Yeah, the fat, lady, passed... the fat lady sang. Yeah. Yeah, she, it was this summer actually that she passed. Wonder what from. Does it say? From what I said, it said cause of death not released, which makes me think it was from the vaccine. Death in a hot tub. I said she was in a care home. See, okay,、yeah. here's what here's what my thoughts are. I think she was genuine. Doesn't mean she didn't serve some agenda, subconsciously or otherwise. But I think she believed in what she was doing. That's my sense. Tell me well, if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like that. Did you catch the, the picture? The... Did you catch the picture of her hand in her jacket coat pocket in her jacket coat? Nice sketch it photo. The, it was a, a photo. It was a picture from when she was much younger. She was wearing、um, some kind of laser type coat, and it was it was closed, and she had her hand inside of it. The one hand in the the hidden hand. The, the hidden hand, yeah. Didn't people just do that back in the day? Maybe,、uh, <laughs> but it was it was her right hand, so maybe only certain people. I don't know for photos. Like I feel like I've seen really old family photos where people had their hand tucked in their breast. You know, does that mean something? I I I never thought twice about it. it just seemed like an old timey kind of thing. That's because there was a lot of them around. <laughs> I think it isn't it a Masonic symbol. Yes. Posture. Yes, the hidden hand, the Freemason、so like、symbol. The, free, the Freemasons do that. Napoleon made it extremely famous. Yeah. Hmm. It's very interesting to look into. You know, I know they cop a lot of flack, but so they should. <laughs> If you look into the history of,、um, you know, famous people who are Freemasons, etc., you'd be very surprised. You might be very surprised. I was, and I'm talking like current,、uh, past, historical. You know, I mean, it's 
fairly common knowledge in our community, I suppose, that, you know, most of the presidents are Freemasons. Um, and I will but, chime in on that. Uh, I wasn't able to find that she was necessarily, uh, I don't, I don't know what they call the female version of that, like the order of the rising star or something like that. But it does say that she was awarded an order of merit. And then uh, the order of merit description is an order of merit for the Commonwealth realms, recognizing distinguished service, yada, yada, yada. And then some historical recipients are um, some of the, what I would consider predator class, the Lord Rothschild, and, uh, and he's listed here as a philanthropist. So, you know, I, I don't know, just take that for just a little, uh, grain of salt. Yeah. Well, a lot of those, um, awards, so to speak, sort of are kept within that community. It's yeah, uh, but order I... of the Eastern star, by the way. Ah, yes. yes Thank you, right. Ando. Yeah, so Mike, I thought that she also seemed like a caring and as she described herself, a disarming person, a non-judgmental person. So I did, I liked her, but I do just, you know, I have a problem with the the birth control narrative because of the history of the birth control narrative. I have a problem of preaching birth control in public school. I have a problem with public school. So I don't like parents like that's the parent's job. That's the community's job. So we're turning that over to someone from the outside because she's a nurse and having some sort of authority. Um, so things like that, not necessarily that she was a bad person, but just all of those things that I take issue with now. And I didn't, you know, back in the day when I was watching her show. Yeah. Well, I think that like is the whole point. Um, a lot of folks are just, I don't know. We're all brainwashed a little bit. Deprogramming's a motherfucker. Um, the same time, I, I see her argument that like kids need to know. You know, somebody's got to tell them. I'd rather have funny grandma explain this shit to me than like what I had to sit through in school. You know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. There's definitely a place for it in the sense that you know. Um... It's either, you know, a magazine or something like that sort of before it became kind of acceptable to have this stuff on on telly. And, yeah, I mean, what's the alternative? You, you could speak to your parents, but a lot of the parents were kind of, you know, hesitant to have those conversations. They'd kind of fob them off. So uh, they'd either learn from, you know, I mean, you, you certainly don't go to a bunch of nuns to talk about sex, do you? Although you know, <laughs> they have plenty, they just won't talk about it. But um, so, yeah, you've just got to sort of figure it out from – so, yeah, there's a place – for somebody like this, but it depends which pants you're putting on to talk about someone like this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're putting on the ultra religious, you know, kind of pants, um, obviously there's going to be agendas there, but you know, <laughs> depends where you're coming from. Yeah. Everybody from that sexual liberation movement was there to subvert culture. So, uh, and, and that's something that, that we're just now recognizing. Yeah, Ando, you're coming through okay. Not great, but okay. Yeah, a little bit cutty-outy. Yeah, there's a place for 
people like that. It's a difficult. It's an interesting argument because there's good arguments for both sides. The fact that she was on all these late night talk shows, and I'm sure she was on all kinds of shows, um, it does make you wonder. Again, I just wonder how how much worse it's gotten since COVID, and partly, you know, in the wake of the anniversary of 9/11. Um, like, did we not shift into a dark timeline on that day? I don't know. Like, but you guys probably are right. Like, this shit's been going for thousands of years in cycles, you know? It depends how far back you stand to look at the big picture. I mean, if you stand right back and look at the really big picture, then, yeah, it has been going for since the beginning of time, basically, on a more scriptural level. So it's hard to, you know, it depends what you're talking about as to how long it's been going on, which aspect you're talking about it. Would would you guys agree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Ephesians 6.12, right? Powers and principalities. So it's exactly. been happening for a very long time. And, and to your point, I think there has been cyclical degeneracy and then there has been times when when it was i mean probably human corruption and human degeneracy has always been there but i think that you have these times when it becomes more socially acceptable and then the society is actively cheering that on as opposed to shunning or shaming degeneracy whenever it is um you know, whenever someone finds out about it. So I do think that that part is certainly cyclical. And we're in a time now that degeneracy is openly applauded and can, you know, and virtue signaled around. And like you're a humanitarian if you are supporting these people just because they're, quote, different, um, you know, or you're supporting feminism or you're supporting uh, liberation or, or whatever you want to say. You know, my sense is that like Sue might have actually saved a few marriages, you know. She might have. So there's that. Know. There's that. You know, okay, so I'm just inclined to like I, I'm always inclined to see the best in folk. And sometimes that comes around and bites me. But I kind of like Sue, even if I don't fully agree with her like selling like dildos and shit. Um, <laughs> but like then again, our good friend Rob. He sells dildos or did. So, you know, <laughs> he's worked in the biz. I don't think he, he was never the salesman. He was more on the manufacturing, but uh, you get my point. Yes. We all got to make a living, you know, and Sue, Sue did what she did. You know, kids are going to fuck, man. That's just, that's the thing of it. Like, <laughs> but the problem is, really that parents are too much of pussies to just like educate their own kids. Well, and as a, as a medical professional, I do agree that um, it's, it is definitely a topic that needs to be discussed with kids, that they should not be left to their own devices with this type of thing. And they really should know the, the ins and outs of it, so to speak. And they yeah, should also uh -huh. be, made to know about the consequences, not just 
to getting pregnant, but the diseases that they can get and that there is no such thing as casual sex, that it does take, it does take a piece of you and you, you run the risk of getting something that you can't get rid of for the rest of your life. And I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about there are some conditions that you can get from having sex that you're stuck with. And so kids, I think kids should be made to understand this. And I think they would understand it if people would explain it in a way that they can understand. But then you also have these other people that come in and they want to, they have another agenda where they want to control these kids and get them into positions that, that are compromising as well. So it's kind of a, if the parents don't want to do it, then the parents don't want to teach their kids which is fine because I know some people just really do not feel comfortable even learning how to teach your kids it it's a very difficult conversation to have but for the parents that don't feel comfortable they should have someone they can trust to teach their kids about this that knows what they're talking about that knows the proper terminology to use when discussing such a a delicate topic um and the schools can be beneficial in that aspect, but what they're gonna what they're gonna push is like birth control and um, uh, condoms and you know the different birth control methods that instead of teaching them personal responsibility and making decisions that are good for their life instead of just trying to have fun or um, relying on like pharmaceuticals, like birth control to, to prevent things from happening, you know, prevent pregnancy and things like that. So I, it's a, it's a very fine line. I think that our society has to walk when it comes to educating our young about sex and the consequences of sex and things like that. So it's, yeah, it takes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be, it's a very complicated thing. Um, but some people are willing to take that on. And I think she was one of those people who was willing to at least breach the, the silence that a lot of parents are treating this with, you know, she was willing to talk about it at least. So for that, I mean, that's yeah, you, important. you raised some good points there and, um, you know, really realistically, who really wants to have this conversation with their parents? You know, I mean, who wants to get into the, the details with their mom and dad? I mean, so. you know, it's almost it's almost like that's maybe what grandparents are for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it? Yeah. Or is that more? On yeah. The, depends on the grandparents, I suppose. But you know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like I, or I, maybe kids, maybe kids just used to figure it out on their own. And now we hide it in plain sight i mean that's the weird part about it it's all over tv but it's always like it's always like just under the covers and it's like yeah you know like it's not like it used to be where they could kind of pick up on things over time it's like put out in front of them but they don't understand yes i i I liken it to a toddler in a in a v8 basically it's like they're, they're just being fed constantly from every angle. You know, I mean, porn, pornography was never accessible when I was a child or even a generation or so after that. But once the internet came along, that was the biggest thing that worried me when I, when the internet first came along, I just, my first biggest worry was the innocence of children that was going to be shredded. Um, because 
it just makes everything so accessible at the push of a button. Whereas, you know, before you had to, I don't know. And they don't do even whatever. have to be looking for it. Exactly. They don't even, yes. They don't even have, it's there. It's just there. Yes. No, and, well, no guardrails, no, no screenings, no nothing. It's just, it's just there. Yes. And, show, and that's, no, that's, that's you know, sometimes that's because of hackers, etc. because I mean, I know when I very fast first started using the internet and knew nothing much about it, the very first thing I ever bought was a t-shirt. Right. And I went to this t well, I wanted to buy a t-shirt and I went to this t-shirt shop and it took me to this porn site. And so I wrote to the I wrote to the T-shirt people, just going, "How dare you?" Blah blah blah. And I, I didn't realize at the time that this is because somebody had hacked it and blah blah and pointed it towards something else. It was nothing to do with those people. So right. yeah, I mean that's the sort of thing that happens. Like whether you go looking for it or not, it's just going to be in your face. So yeah, that, I hate that. I hate that so much. It's like children of three and four are thinking about stuff they wouldn't have thought about for at least another decade. Oh my god. So I, I I was part of the beginning of this computer generation. I got my computer in uh, uh, 92, 93, something like that. But then I got the modem in 94. And that was, uh, you know, you, you could get some nice, very extremely, like, pixelated uh, EGA kind of stuff, you know? Like, do y'all know what I'm even talking about? There's... Um, VGA, CGA, EGA, Super VGA. No, that that was the uh, resolution. Yeah. So so yeah, just now now imagine massive pixels and how excited that we used to get out of those pixels. But <laughs> I couldn't imagine with uh, like the the, the fast internet and being able to get like the the video stuff. Yeah, if you had access to that at 14, and I'm sure that kids have access even younger. Only reason I was 14 was that, that that's whenever I got my 2400 BPS modem, you know. <laughs> you know, the other thing that's really suffered from the internet is just the diminishing of the imagination. I mean, even if we're talking about a sexual side of that or just anything, really, because everything's sort of given to us and, and shown to us. It's like it's taken the mystery or the imagination out of a lot of things. So there's also that angle. So that so depends on your imagination because if you if you know what something kind of looks like, you can kind of imagine anyone naked once you've seen a lot of naked people. Yeah, but I guess sort of using your imagination before everything was just shown in your face was kind of part of – it was part of the process, really. It was part of the sexual process in one sense. It was sort of like, you know, the teaser of – it's sort of like, you know, I don't know. Let's just be honest. So a lot of blokes would probably like to see a woman in a provocative outfit rather than outright naked. Is that true? Because it's sort of – I mean, maybe eventually. <laughs> but it's sort of like it's robbing the imagination. It's like the teaser is more fun. Do you know what I mean? No, women have – Women have that all wrong. We do not okay. care about lingerie. <laughs> Just take it all off. I don't know, man. I, hey. I think you ought. I think you ought to speak for yourself. There's there. I I see what Stella's point is. I mean, honestly, like sometimes the tease is half the fun. Truthfully, truthfully. So I, you know, it depends, perhaps. But I don't know. You know, the funny thing about talking about sex is it's different for everybody. First and foremost. 
I'd say. And fucking, I don't know. I just like, I like Sue, man. I grew up watching Sue and I don't know. Like it was weird growing up in a time where pornography was super available. Like it got normalized for me at a pretty young age. Uh, friends were always like joking around, showing like weird stuff to each other. <laughs> Luckily it was just before, I guess high speed like video. We were still downloading, you know, pictures on uh, what do you call it? Dial up, you know, and printing them out and like taking them <laughs> yep. and like showing them, showing them to our friends at school and shit. Yeah. Being like, oh, check that out. You know, <laughs> you so can like, make money off of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it is a different, I don't know, you know, like it all happened super quick. By the time I was in high school, you know, like, Pornhub, everything was available, you know? So we just had to like, we had to wade our way through it, you know? And the funny thing about the boomers and like, and the past multiple American generations, something about Western culture, really, it's just like off the, off the table to talk about, you know? I don't know what to do about that, but it's just the way it is. Well, so that was the thing is, is somewhere in the 90s that it was, you know, and I know that because that's whenever I was a teenager, is that it became it became a thing to where people outside of the uh, of your family were the people that were talking about it. And it was like it, it used to just be something that was left within families. And I don't know, I, I, I don't think that we progressed to some utopia because of this shit this this is actually really harmful whenever you look at the the sexual liberation movement and mm -hmm. and what it's done for divorce and families and all, all of these other things and pornography everywhere it's like when you see it and you recognize the harm that it's done on our, our society it's like oh crap i i thought this was going to be a good thing no mm -hmm. not even close i totally agree there's there's like a whole movement within the what you might call the manosphere, right? To like basically quit being a jerk off. Right? You mean quit jerking off? Yeah, I mean that's what I mean, but yeah, same difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because look at look at the rate of um well, young men in particular who have these sex addictions and pornography addictions now. It's um, you know, it's a little bit hard probably for a female to fully understand, but um, yeah, it seems to be quite a large scale thing. Would you say, Fido? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the the whole deal with the porn addiction is it's it's like with even with like alcoholism, you know, it's it's everywhere. It's so readily available. It is it is so hard to. So this is not just a men thing, by the way. Men might look at porn no. more, but, but women no unashamedly masturbate. It's it's cute when a woman does it. You're a creep <laughs> whenever you do it, if you're a guy. It's like, it's like, you know, like chicks go to places and buy fucking apparati in order to masturbate. Men yes, don't do. do that. We um, just use our hands. Like we're old fashioned. Yeah. yeah. Guys are, we like guys our accessories. Pretty, uh, guys are pretty straightforward when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> it's the women who need to get creative. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have discount. I shouldn't but, have so, men. But anyway, but no, yeah, I mean, 
yes, it it is one of those things that has gotten, I think, progressively worse. And it's there's really, I really don't know what the fix is for that. Um, from a societal standpoint, just you're just not gonna get rid of it completely because no, there's always there gonna one. be there's always gonna be those people who just have to have that that perversion in their life. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> it's just a really that one's a really complicated one for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's just a shame that it, as you say, it's just so so readily available. I mean, it is the most the most searched well, for you know, thing on the internet, so they tell us. Well, not only just that, but just like, just the general depravity that's available, you know, 24-7. I was on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, a few months back. I wasn't even looking for for anything. I, I was I was just scrolling through the, the my feed, and I actually found some, like, pictures of cats and stuff. So I would kind of follow that one, and it would go to the next one, and it would show more. And then just, just right out of the gate i mean just right there just for all the world to see and i'm not even going to say what it was but it was it was a video of a horrendous just absolutely god-awful video of animal abuse and it was like right in your face and i was like holy crap and i was like i can't believe this is actually on twitter where people can actually see it and of course yes but they get taken off for talking about you know, I mean, I reported it for an, because it was animal abuse. Um, it mm. was just straight up unrepentant, anim, evil animal abuse. And I just, I, and every once in a while it pops in my head and I can't get it out of my head. That's it's exactly just, it. I, you can't unsee certain I can't, things. I can't unsee it. And yeah. it's gotten better. It's, it's not as bad as it was, but I think I'll always have that image in my head mm-hmm. of what I saw and it's never going to go away. And I think it's the same with, um, with porn for some people, even the people who, uh, are able to beat that addiction if if that's even a thing um, people who are able to be less uh, prone to consuming that type of material you're always going to have that image in their head it's never going to go away it just imprints itself in your brain and it's it does yep I remember yeah uh, looking into away. certain animal rights things and seeing some things that I really wish I hadn't seen so, yeah, I can yeah. completely relate. They really don't. They do. They burn in like a branding into your brain. It's right. it's impossible to and get And it's rid like of. The, the, the people who go online and, and, and filter out that stuff because, you know, that for, for a long time it was actual people that were filtering that stuff out. And um, I'm pretty sure now they have an algorithm that does it for the most part. But, um, but the actual people who are going through and filtering that stuff out, I can't imagine their mental state. I that one gave me nightmares actually so i can't even imagine having yes. to do that all day every day oh i've read of, many of them end up as know. complete mess yeah yeah um it's, but something that i really um attribute to is i uh, keep coming back to alice in wonderland um falling down the hole it's the curiosity 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 it's like i think we need to like we would be very doing a, a service to ourselves to really curb our curiosity um, which is very difficult as a young person because you don't really have um, a hold on things like that. And and the curiosity thing is, I mean, it is humans are very curious creatures. <laughs> We're going to want to find out about things that are intriguing or, you know, slightly out of the loop or whatever, um, out of the square. Uh, so I would just say be very wary of that because that could be an enemy, your own worst enemy really. Um, and I, I just find it interesting that it comes back to this, you know, curiouser and curiouser. It's right. You know, it's like there's, 
asking questions and digging a little deeper is fine, but there there does come a point where you have to ask yourself, how much further do I want to take this? You really exactly. have to ask yourself that question. And you have to be able to take responsibility for that answer. And you have to be prepared for what you're going to find if you do decide to go ever deeper because these 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 rabbit holes, as it were, different topics that you can chase, these different leads you can chase, they're ultimately going to lead to a very dark, dark place just because that's what, you know, that's human nature is to go to a dark place with things. And so you have to ask yourself, do I really want to go that far? Yeah, do, do the cost-benefit analysis. Or do, I know, or do I know enough about this to say that I know what this is about? Yep. And one thing that I wanted to chime in with, too, in regards to, you know, pornography and all of this stuff, I I think the problem is in today's day and time, because us, us here, we had the benefit of spending a lot, a large percent of our life not being plugged into the internet and definitely not having everything on, you know, the black mirror, as they say. So my issue comes with like the predatory nature of algorithms and what children are being exposed to because they don't have the filter of, am I going down, you know, to like you were saying, Fido, these rational questions for you to try to consider, they don't have that. And then you have the societal pressure of children getting cell phones at like 10 years old if they're in a, a public school setting, right? So they're, they have access to that. And if, and I think it's impossible to do this, but if you're not monitoring like everything that they see, then there's a, a chance for them to really have some innocence taken from them um, in a very predatory way that, that the child doesn't have a say in. And I wanted to um, bring an example. So Monica Perez has a special needs son um, and she talks about him often. And one of the things is that he would like to watch uh, YouTube, but she was worried about what he would be exposed to after. So he would watch a one video that was innocent enough, but then the algorithm starts feeding you stuff. And if you're not able to watch everything that they see, like there's a lot of these, um, you know, like YouTube and other apps where you can't even set parental controls because she said that she specifically had asked them about doing that. And so there's maybe one for very young kids, and even I've seen some of that shit is still super weird, but there really wasn't something for his age. Um, so there's there's a lot of predation happening out there. And I think part of it is to normalize, desensitize, and continue to expose people to things that aren't healthy for the human being. And I don't think I have an answer for that, but it's just an issue um, I'm glad you that's... said something about parental controls um, because it made me think of a, there was a couple that I had seen, they were talking about um, their, their little girl. I think she was maybe three or four, maybe five years old at the time. And they would give her an iPad to play with. And they had a little game that was supposed to be for kids. And she, um, she would play the game and um, she was sitting there uh, playing the game and the mom wasn't, directly watching what was happening on the screen but she could hear the 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 voices and the sounds and the music and everything and uh the app while the because you play the game for a little while and then it would show a uh, an ad 
And so whenever the little girl was playing it, every once in a while there would be an ad that popped up. And I can't remember what the ad was doing. I don't know if it was asking for money or if it was trying to lead her to some other website or something. But the mom happened to hear it talking to her daughter that the ad um, doing its thing. And so she's like, give me that. And so she was playing the game and the mom would play the game to get the ad to pop up and it would never pop up. So she would give the tablet back to her daughter. Her daughter would play it and it would pop up. Every other ad would be that one. And so she showed it to her husband and her husband did the same thing. He would play it for a little while. It would never pop up. They would give it to the daughter and it's really, it was facial recognition. So it was the camera, the front facing camera, when it would detect there was a child in front of the screen, it would pop up this, this one particular ad. And when it detected there was an adult in front of the screen, it wouldn't play the ad. And I forget what it was. I really wish I knew. I couldn't remember. But um, she said it was the craziest thing she had ever seen. And she deleted the app completely. Yes, it's a lot more fine-tuned than we have any idea. And that's when she said that's when they really realized just how insidious all of this marketing towards kids is being. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's when they started curbing their um, their screen time for their for their daughter you see a lot of people wouldn't even believe that that's true mm-hmm. um whenever yeah, she, I, said, she said i would never have believed it if i hadn't seen it with my yeah. own eyes yeah exactly i mean it's just too too unbelievable too nefarious just the same reason why people don't question 9 well some people don't question 9 11 etc etc uh, I totally um, recommend this to anybody and I always do it and always have done um, immediately when i buy a device i put a piece of masking tape over the front camera um, now, apparently there are, and I don't know if this is true, but apparently there are some in the later models of certain devices. Um, I don't know if this is true. Cameras inside the actual, like the, you know, the panel that you look at. So you can cover the camera, but you could, there's still cameras that can look at you. I don't know if that's true. Really love it if somebody did know something a bit more about that. I do, I do remember reading about it, but that doesn't mean it's true. But um, yes, extremely nefarious. That. I think that that is probably the next. Um, that's what I think the next step in, in phones are going to be is the, the screen itself is going to be a camera because yeah, they're, they're, sure they're that the last few designs, I think of the iPhone, they've been like moving the ca- the front facing camera around to make mm. it more aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. And so they, they moved it from the top right, the top left corner to the front middle. And yeah. they're trying to find ways to hide the ca- the camera lens. So it, it, you have a more full screen. And I was like, it's just the small little tiny corner of the screen. It's not even that obvious. And, but I think this is just their way of, you know, coming up with an excuse to make the whole screen a camera. Because, I mean, we know they make cameras that are, you know, that can, that are really super teeny tiny, like the, the, mm-hmm. the point of a pen size. They do mm-hmm. make them that small now. So it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility to go even smaller and just make them pixel sizes and so yeah yes I think well I, I would definitely put my money on that it has already been done a number of years ago and this push with facial recognition to unlock your phone you know they've been pushing that for years and years now mm. um and i think at a certain point it's going to rec- they're they're going to stop letting phones have pin code access and you're they're all eventually going to be either thumbprint scan or facial recognition to be able to unlock the phone and the pin the pin code's going to go away at a certain point yeah i think uh thumbprints are becoming a bit archaic um there has been a number of well 
a very small, but it is possible, number of people, cases apparently, allegedly found where um, people have the same thumbprint. Um, well, similar enough that it couldn't, it couldn't recognize yeah. the difference. Whether that's true or not, who knows? It's probably just another excuse to go, oh, we can't use that, so we'll have to use this. Yeah, yeah it's not a it's not a super sophisticated thumbprint scan. Uh, so I mean, because I know there are certain mm-hmm. levels. I think with like the the when they do with the forensic analysis, when they do thumbprint scans in forensics, I think they use like a nine point system or a ten point system. And I think probably with the phones, it's probably like a five or a six. It's yeah. it's probably yeah. a smaller amount. So it's not necessarily that people have the same thumbprint. They just have the criteria is is um, a lot smaller than what you would get with like the FBI or something like that. It's not. Yeah, a... I think it was probably just a, uh, what do you call it? You know, like a gate to get to the facial recognition right. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just, it's just their excuse. Yeah. So. Just a little introductory bridge mm-hmm. to get where they want to go. Creating problems where there are none. So. Yep. And that'll, that'll be so... scans or something soon. So it'll be really, really detailed. So I played. Flew last week, uh, as I do with my job, and uh, and I went through TSA twice um, because I had a transfer and it was long, so I went outside to smoke. But anyway, uh, the thing about this new video detection thing, and this had not been going. It just just popped up recently, and very recently. It just popped up. You walk up to the thing and you don't even know that you're being video recorded. You hand them your ID and then on the screen, it facial recognizes you. It's not like they even give you a chance to opt out. And if you did opt out, you would have to go around that the where that camera could recognize you in order to opt out. And so if you don't even know it's there, it's next to impossible to opt out of it. Sounds like implied consent. Yeah. And they make it more difficult for you to get on board and get through the process if you opt out. So, well, even if you did opt out, they've already scanned you. So then they would ask for another thing, an an extra step is basically what you would be going through if you opt out. So now not only are they giving you the illusion of security, they're giving you the illusion of, of having control over the situation. Yeah. And then, you know, then you still got to go through the scanner. And if, you know, if they show metal in your pants, then, you know, it's like going to the theater with Lauren Boebert. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. You have been looking for a way to slip that in. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Good job, Ando. He's been waiting. Well, that's that's why I've done it twice. That's that's why I had to slip away for like five minutes. Um, you know that video. I I, I knew Ando was going to bring it up, and every time I think of that video, I have to go jerk off because I because I'm a millennial male. No, that's a bad joke. I the dog the dog insisted on taking a shit, and then it took him forever, forever. I don't know. He might have well, eaten something. But it's good to know that he's regular. Yeah. He had can't to go. rush these things. He had to go. <laughs> so Ando, what do you think about this Lauren, Lauren Bobert? I didn't even know who this, who this chick was. I thought that uh, whoever brought her up was talking about 
uh, wanting to go on a date with Lorena Bobbitt. And I'm like, are you crazy? You know who that is? <laughs> yeah, of course I know who that is. And, and man, you know what? I, I would because I like to play with fire. And, you know, like, I don't want to get my dick cut off or anything like that. But just knowing know, like, that she has the capacity lady. to do something that terrible and crazy, then, yeah, that's that's interesting. But I had this. I question uh, and- it. I, he's gone. I question I Ando's say, taste in women. Ando likes the spicy ladies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, uh, so I, yeah, I did. I just thought it was funny how doc just made me take him out right as we were talking about jerking off. So I, I had to make a joke out of it. Um, my bad ladies. I know us men are just filthy. Um, <laughs> as we proved okay. in the chat the other so, night, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Ando. So I got this, I got this huge crush on Lauren Bobert. Like I don't, I don't care about actresses like and stuff now? she's like yeah because of oh situation? no no or actually like, I, I like her less time. i like her less now she's gross now she's you know but before when she was just kind of you know this nerdy congress chick that that just you know yells the most ridiculous stuff she she was awesome and now it's like now it's like oh she she let that guy do that you know and it, it just kind of be careful yeah. what you wish for, brother. You say you like him crazy. Um, cr- you get what you get what you ask for. You know, I, just don't just don't take her to the theater. Okay, whatever you do. No, 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 no. I. <laughs> it, it's that she did it with him and not me. But I I know that she was recently divorced and she has like she has like ten kids and she's already a grandma and all this other stuff. So that's the thing about women like that is really that they. Six, really five, something like that. It's, it's, a, it's lot. a lot. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, and, and she is a grandma and she's like 34, 30, something like that, I think. Um, she's at le- least 34 D. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't look that old. Um, I'm not that familiar with her. Yeah. She doesn't look old to me. Old, doesn't look grandma age. But whenever they go out after getting divorced, they want to be treated like a teenager. And that whole scene right there was like a, a like early college teenager kind of date where, you know, like yeah. you're in the Beetlejuice musical and you go for some tit and then you start getting in over the pants handy. So, I mean, this, this is, and then you know, she, it's, and it's then not becoming of a... She, she caused a whole scene, dude. She was flipping people off and shit. People... Apparently oh yeah, she, she was. Dude, she's awesome. And... <laughs> yeah, she's so awesome. I mean, that's <laughs> like that's great. But so was yeah, was that guy her handler, and he gave the go ahead? No, that's all up. It was some uh, Democrat bar owner, and that's the even worse part. This, the dude's a Democrat. Oh no! Oh, the humanity. So it kind of yeah, it kind of. It kind of proves that this whole thing is just like a puppet show. You know, they work together. But, uh, I mean, I, I knew that a long time ago. Uh, it's just funny that, you know, somebody that acts like such a partisan the way that she does goes out with a Democrat and then starts jerking them off in the theater. So is this well, like a humiliation ritual, maybe? Well, 
Um, it, it is said that she used to be a porn actress. I don't know if that's true, but that, that is a huge rumor. And, um, and if she was, maybe she, she might even be, you know, just MK ultra monarch programmed that that's the current theory that I have because it, it was kind of one of those situations where you see like the, the whole thing play out. It was like he touched her boob and then it was on. You know what I mean? Is this the yeah. dark haired, dark haired lady that you posted in the right? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ignorant to I, these people. If you, if you listen to Burn Babylon Burn, you, you've heard me talk about her a lot. Right. Say your name again. I, I forget I, already. Uh, Lorna. Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert. So, yeah, I was really sad whenever I thought she was going to lose her seat. And, you know, and I, I have a theme song for her. It's Baby's Got Her Blue Jeans On. It's, yeah. <laughs> you do like her seat. Clearly. I was obsessed with that song. That's very, child. very true. Not that song. Not that song, Ando. I love that song. Not that Agreed. song, please. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. It's a great song for her. She can't it's help it. Song. She was made that way. I think she knows, though. I think she knows. I, I don't think it's a mystery to her. <laughs> Do you think that might be why she's there? I think so. It is why she's there. It's just disappointing because you know, you want to believe some of them are real, but yeah, very few, if any. Yeah, I saw an interesting um, yeah, episode. I don't normally listen to Sam Tripoli, I must admit, but I did listen to something that he was doing yesterday, and it was it was odd because it kept cutting out every half hour. But I think that was the Rockfin app. Either way. Uh, he talked about uh, some of the elites and their breeding programs. And um, even though I sort of have heard a little bit about this before, I thought it was quite interesting because it does make a lot of things make sense if it was true. And it also makes a lot of sense about what's going on underground, if you want to put the conspiratorial pants on. Um, so, yes, it's like they're just breeding their own armies. Like, I mean, what they quoted was the Rothschilds themselves had, you know, bred like hundreds of people just their family themselves. Um, there was clone talk going on as well. So how intertwined that is, I don't know. And Just I would I'd say that, it. yeah, there are real life instances of uh, to, to bolster that claim. Uh, if you look at Oprah's guru, John of God, he is now in prison, but he was known literally to have basically a, a baby farm. Women were held hostage there and then they were forcibly impregnated and then uh, according to um the william ramsey episode that i was listening about it was that after a certain amount of time i guess they would be considered aged out and they were killed so that is just one that we know about as crazy as this shit may sound it i 100 believe it and who knows what we don't know yeah, exactly. What was that Epstein farm that was going on? You know, Zorro I don't Ranch. Know much about that. Is that what you were just talking about then? No, this Different was thing. John of God mm -hmm, down in uh, Brazil. Doing, is that what they were doing at Zorro Ranch? I mean, among other things. So I think that uh, there was a lot of stuff going on there. I don't know that much about. They the were making Epstein clones. 
Yeah, but that was Clones what of, uh, he yeah. had allegedly Epstein had had discussed that that is what he wanted to do. Uh, your uh, for real, boy. for real, yes, like for real. This is not even it's not even kookery. This is real. What That's, he wanted yeah. to seed the world with Epstein seed. Gross. Blech. That's yeah. yeah. So wow. he's almost yeah. Well, there's another little contender for the Antichrist. <laughs> Or, oh, so or, or or a dozen. Yeah. So which clone died? If any did. <laughs> if any, still... you know, yeah, cameras were off. <laughs> so speaking of um, potential like cult leaders and shit like that, um, and psyops or potential psyops, this is an obvious one and it's worth covering. I think we've talked about Russell Brand a little bit on the forum, but not a whole lot. Uh, I was I was given this clip from who Ashley, I think. Can I can I just ask before we move on yeah. to Russell, yeah. um, with the Epstein thing? Has there ever been much Epstein in The Simpsons? I don't know. I don't watch it. Me neither. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I not, thought everybody not watched that I know. it. No, not that I know about. I'm not a. Uh, you know, a religious well, watcher of The Simpsons or anything, but I Matt Groening went to yeah. the island, though. Yeah, right. we know that. I knew there was some yeah. connection with The Simpsons, and yeah, that's right, Matt Groening. Okay, and I was just wondering whether it had come up in any of the episodes. Okay, good question. Good question. I I may see if I can find anything uh, later, okay. and you know, I'll let you know. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. I did a quick search, and apparently there are allegations as far as that goes so i'll be curious what ashley can dig up uh here we go in which pharmaceutical companies benefit hugely from medical emergencies where a military industrial okay. complex benefits from war where energy companies benefit from energy crises you are going to He's generate got, right. states of perpetual crisis yes. where the interests of ordinary and, and, people well, yes. separate from the interests of the elite and, and that is true Everything that this guy says, everything that, everything that Russell Brand said right there is true. You got the big pharma industrial complex. You got the military industrial complex. You got the defense contractors. You got the energy companies. You got the big oil companies. And you have them protected by the government who's constantly screwing you every single day. So yes, what Russell Brand said here is true. And yes, it could be a possibility that they're going after him because he does have this massive platform you know, similar to a Joe Rogan platform or a Jordan Peterson platform. He's got a big voice. He influences a lot of people, and this could be them trying to shut him down. It could be, but it could also be a double psychological operation where we are trying, they're, they're basically psychologically manipulating us and hurting us into a corral so that we can check into the cult of Russell Brand personality or the cult of Joe Rogan personality or Jordan B. Peterson. But I want to show you why I don't believe mainstream media and I don't believe Russell Brand. And I always say it could be that he's innocent and it could be that he's guilty. But one thing that I know for sure is that he supported and backed and thinks the WEF spokesman for the World Demonic Forum, excuse me, the World Economic Forum, Yuval Noah Harari, is a beautiful person. And Russell Brand loves him. 
Under the Skin is back. And look who's with me. It's Yuval Noah Harari. Hello. Hey, good to be here again. Isn't it wonderful that we've found a way of communicating with each other in the form of podcasts? Uh, I think it is. And is there some love between us now? I think so. I feel love. I feel. <laughs> I look at you. I look at your eyes. I think you're a beautiful person. Thank you. It's important, isn't it? Okay, I, I paused yes. there because I wanted to go back because his eyes were terrifying at the very beginning. Look at this. Look at this he's guy. He's like Gollum. He looks like Gollum, and he's yes, just he does. my precious. It's a very. It's a, this is a very blank stare. Look at the freaking soullessness. I mean, you can't help but see this. I've seen him so many times, looking also, like an imp. I'm not so sure I've ever seen Russell Brand actually feel so uncomfortable. Like awkward. It was a very awkward exchange. Very awkward. Now he does address that here in the clip. Basically, uh, Yuval said, "Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good with this. Uh, My Mm. my partner, he is very good with this." Yeah, his partner pulls the strings. I am absolutely a hundred percent sure of that, and I have been for freaking ages. I've been calling him out because this is the face, (laughs) as gross as it is. But I feel that the background is like the wife behind the man, but it just happens to be a man. <laughs> so, yes, I think um, the background influences are far more nefarious than the faces. Yeah, this is telling. This is weird. I don't like it. You know, I did like and, Russell Oh, Brand. sorry. Under the yeah. Skin, that's another thing. Okay. Mm. Under the Skin, that's a Russell Brand podcast, right? Let's think about that for a moment. Under the skin. Where are they heading with security and surveillance? It's just another softening of the phrase. It's another, oh, I, 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 um, I associate that with the guy I like, Russell Brand, so it can't be too bad. You know what I mean? It's the psychology of it all. Yeah. Yeah, and actually um, there is a clip somewhere out there of you all discussing how surveillance can now be under the skin. Um, I'm pretty sure it was phrased in the exact same way. I don't have it right off the top here, but that certainly is a thing because that is where they want to have surveillance because how are you going to create the fourth industrial revolution if you don't have the prediction of Klaus Schwab of the merging of your digital and biological and whatever the other thing is that they're trying to merge together if you don't have under the skin monitoring. Yes, there's um, some famous footage of Klaus Schwab talking about it as well. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that is that is where we're heading. I don't think anybody's in the dark about that. It's already happening in places like Denmark and stuff. has been for a couple of, centu- uh, <laughs> a couple of decades um, with small grains of rice-sized things under the skin and, you know, certain corporations engaging the technology and people quite happy to take it on. It's nothing new. I think they've even got people in Sweden that are, um, like, dry running it for the for the government to see if that's something that um, people want because I watched a video this guy he was he was demonstrating how he could go to the grocery store and purchase a snack and then he could walk home and his apartment he, that's how he got into his apartment by waving his hand with the microchip in his hand in front of the panel by the door and his door unlocked and he was just showing this is just so easy. And then he was, he went to work and the same thing at work. Um, he waved his hand on, on the panel at work and he was able to get in and clocked him in at the same time. 
So, yes, there's been a number yeah. of those clips coming out. There's the, there's the Asian girl who gets jumps up and down and starts clapping because she's so excited. She just bought, I don't know if she was Asian, actually, can't remember. It's a chick, um, you know, brainless twit jumping up and down because she's so happy she just managed to, uh, you know, buy something without any cash or anything like that. So it's like, Until oh. somebody cuts you. Oh, that was fake. She's had to go buy stuff. Well, look, it could be fake and all of them could be fake. It's just softening of us to the technology, you know. Yeah, so it's moving the Overton window. It's moving the Overton window, and mm. it's it's be you know predictive programming basically to get exactly mm. what you said to get people to be used to it. So when you hear it in your town, in your state, in your country, or whatever it is, unless it you're away, then oh, I've I've seen this exactly. Yeah, it's just some something comforting about it's a psychology thing. I mean, it's the way propaganda works. It's something comforting about hearing something that you've already heard about there's um yeah well i don't know if anybody's seen this video i had a buddy at the bar show it to me and i'd already seen it and the the moment i saw it i knew it felt fake like it felt like an improv comedy squad that was still really awkward and um it's of like a supposed flight attendant with a supposed transgender person and they're like arguing and getting in each other's face. Have y'all seen this? Yes, about who's the real man. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just yes, dumb. I've seen it's... it, and I watched it with the sound off, and it was the fakest thing I've ever seen. It's super so cringe. It's cringe. It's cringe, and like that is a clear example of controlled opposition, right? It's like feeding the anti-narrative in a really bad way. Um, but other shit is not so obvious like Russell Brand and like Joe Rogan. And I don't, you know, I'm like, I won't say I'm brand new to the truther world. Like I was really into like food truth for a long time, but I didn't go down a lot of rabbit holes. Like I didn't really care. Like I didn't even really care about Epstein. I was in the desert when all the Epstein shit happened. I paid very little attention to it. Like I did not read the news for a year. It was awesome. <laughs> but, yes, um, I've done that. Myself. But it's kind of like I'm I'm still new to a lot of this shit. And I guess I say that to to tell you like Joe Rogan and Russell Brand helped me not feel insane during the beginning days of COVID, right? Which was helpful. But I'm starting to see that there's still puppet strings attached, right? Well, Even isn't it interesting? Yeah. Because you're talking now about how that how comforting it was to enter into this realm with those people. They, right, right. They were the gate the, the gateway into this realm. You might um, say the gatekeepers. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I've just noticed something that somebody sent me about Russell Brand. If I could just read this out since we're on the topic. Sure. Uh Okay, so it's just got a, a few pictures of, you know, pointing out the things we most of us have probably seen, like he's, you know, 33 tattoo and he's chakra tattoos and blah 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 and him with Yuval Noah Harari exactly what we just looked at okay so it says false light new age shill Russell Brand appears to be going through some sort of ritual and claims mainstream media is attacking him thing uh, this is purely another distraction aimed at the truth community who love defending people that they don't know uh, Russell Brand has openly called for exactly the kind of global government's utopia in air quotes that new ages like uh, H.P. Blavatsky and Alice Bailey wrote of. 
He claims to supposedly be against government tyranny, similar to Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson, etc. The puppet masters know exactly what they're doing to appeal to the conservative patriotic Americans. And I like this line. They control both sides. They want people to flee from one side, satanic, of the spectrum, into the other, Luciferian. That's exactly what it is. Um, agendas like this will deceive many into following the... Um, to following and accepting the beast system without hesitation. Trust no man, be filled with discernment. So, yes. Can, can someone clarify? Um, you say they're opposite sides of a spectrum, satanic and luciferian. That, that, to me, those sound like synonyms, not That's the whole antonyms. point. Yeah. Two yeah. sides of the same coin. I don't, well, I don't uh, think that they're the same, but that, that's, that's just me. Yeah, no, okay, if you want to really get into details, there's that. That's another conversation. But I think what they're saying here is that it doesn't really matter what side you're on. You're still in the same realm. Yeah, in the um, the high-impact video, he actually says that a little bit later, that there are two wings on the same predatory bird. And mm -hmm. that's what I, I do feel, that you have both sides that are, you know, if you want to use a wing-flapping analogy, they're hurting people into the same direction while they don't realize it. And there's a good reason for that. They're super distracted on, you know, myriad of things. And they, and also because of identity politics and the othering of each other, like if you don't agree with me and we're bickering on this, that, and the other thing, we don't realize that we're being herded into the same uh, place by the predator Bird class page. on either side. Exactly. So for example, you may call it, you know, the globalist, globalist may call it a 15 minute smart city. Well, Trump, not a globalist, that's in quotation marks because he is, but people don't understand that. They think he's one of the good guys, but he's not. So he has mentioned freedom cities. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> then you have the globalists who want you to take the mRNA injection, but then you have Trump, the non-globalist, who is the father of the works warp speed vaccine, but he promised to drain the swamp, right? So it's totally different. Now, how do you how do you not have the capability of, of processing that. I think because it's very difficult to realize that nobody is on your side. Nobody that you are being seen is on your side. And that really hurts mentally and like something about people that, that need a hero. It really hurts to have your hero and to think about the, the inconsistencies that they have, you know, said and or done. And when you when people point that out to them, it they they feel very yucky. They don't like it. But the truth is, you know, they're you're being herded. It takes some processing. It's a pretty big, you know. We've got to remember what a big jump it is. Uh, we tend to forget because we're so far along. But um, I think it's almost the, like remembering to be a child when you're an adult, sort of thing. I think the primary difference between satanic uh, and Luciferian is that one is obvious and the other is. Hmm. So, like the uh, where they're trying to get people away from from the obvious evil, and then trying to push them toward what they think is good, but it's really not. It's a far more insidious, actually far worse evil than what they under what they currently understand. At least that's, that's how I see it. 
what makes sense to me. Um, I don't know one way or the other, but like I said, I kind of always figured Lucifer was Satan, but I suppose, uh, yeah, two sides, same coin, multiple personalities, what have you. Um, well, neither, speaking neither of, of them are our friends. Put it that speaking way. of hellacious creatures, Ando's lit a fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just burning off my cardboard. There you um, go. Yeah, yeah. I have so much. I mean, like I always say that I just moved. Uh, I moved here in March. It was months ago, but like it, it, the amount of time I've spent here is not enough. So whenever I get all these boxes for organizing and boxes for having new appliances or whatever, then, you know, uh, I, I don't want to stick them in the trash. There's really no point in, in stuffing my trash full of cardboard. You have to start a compost and, pile, man. Yeah, or use it to uh, to start a garden. It's called sheet mulching. Mm. Cardboard. Oh, are you serious? Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can okay. use the ash now. <laughs> you can smother it with weeds, put some compost and mulch on top, and just plant a garden in that compost. <laughs> Cardboard also makes a really good uh, seed starter. Yep. You can but pack those boxes feel... full of seeds and um, grow them that way, and then the, the seeds will actually end up using the, the cardboard. Mm, for that's, that's, yeah, good point. At the same time, I love a good cardboard fire. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it burns so hot, so quick, so big, and then it's gone soon. Yeah. It's it's like the best drug. The best drug, in my opinion, is whippets. And uh, and I, I don't care what other people say. Whippets are amazing. You get so fucking high. Like, the most ridiculously amount of high possible for, like, five seconds and then you get to go to work the next day feeling just fine wtf forum is for entertainment purposes only yeah <laughs> exactly Do not take this, this is not health advice. advice you know i think we should also add a uh, a caption about it all being satire only because some spicy shit got said on the last episode and i'm like yeah uh. Oh yeah! Oh wait! Yeah, yeah. YouTube got mad at us, but I it YouTube said that it was for medical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is for entertainment purposes only, y'all, and uh, we're just a bunch of comedians that are not very funny. Well, <laughs> speaking of entertainment, how about we watch the rest, or not? Not necessarily the rest. Um, Back to Gollum. But some more of this. I'm just curious what this guy has to say. Sounds like uh, he might have had some input. So <laughs> I did take oh, it I back am. so we can watch it in all of its cringy glory here. Back and look who's with me is Yuval Noah Harari. Hello. Hey, good to be here again. Isn't it wonderful that we've found a way of communicating with each other in the form of podcasts? Uh, I think it is. And is there some love between us now? I think so. I feel love. I feel <laughs> I look at you. I look at your eyes. I think you are a beautiful person. Thank you. It's important, isn't it? Can you imagine turning to uh, Heinrich? Himmler, the secondhand man to Adolf and saying, hey, I look at you and I love you and I think you're a beautiful person. If everybody's a beautiful person, then beauty loses its value. Beauty means absolutely nothing. How can you love and think 
the, the person you're standing in front of is a beautiful person who is the spokesperson for the world economic eat Z bugs. You'll own nothing and be happy. Klaus Schwab bed buddy, uh, um, forum world economic forum spokesperson right there. And Russell Brand says that he loves them him and thinks he's a beautiful person. That's there's some red flags going off right there. Or at least there should be. Oh, very. Not going to say I'm a beautiful person. You are. <laughs> See, he thinks I'm beautiful. He was aching. To I'm say not that. good in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your husband looks happy over there. Yeah, my husband is very good in this situation. Catch him, catch him. You've got to think on the fly, girl. You've got to be gone, so. Well, me, Yuvano Harari, we are going to be. There is a lot of psychological operations garbage going on here. The social engineers know how to get into the control panels of our minds and our hearts and push these buttons. Are you really going to back this guy right here? Are you really going to back this guy right here? Look what they're trying to normalize here. <laughs> it's just... Talking about love power, technological disruption. Mm. In fact, I've written down the three most important things. Mm. Nuclear war, climate change, technological disruption. They weren't written on that bit of paper. I just remembered them using my brain box. <laughs> I've been learning. No doubt he is a charismatic individual, but this charismatic individual is getting himself into stuff that uh, really should make you question who he is and what his character is and what his intentions are. Now, this right here, Russell Brand is offering to give Jimmy Savile, I don't know if you know who Jimmy Savile is, if you don't look him up, but basically he was the he's the most notable predator, sexual predator in the history of of England. L listen to this right here. Russell Brand is going to offer to give his naked personal assistant over to sex predator Jimmy Savile. This is just crazy stuff. It'd be very nice to meet you one day, Mr. Jimmy Savile, just, well, you know. if you've got a sister, you could meet me by bringing her along. I, I mean, I haven't got any sisters, I but... I don't usually meet fellas, but if you've got a sister, that's okay. I've got a personal assistant called... And part of her job description is that anyone I demand she um, greets, meets, massages, she has to do it. She's very attractive, Jimmy. Well, that's, that's, that's a good start. What kind of start? You could send her along to do some research. Would you like her to wear anything in in particular, Sir Jimmy? I'd actually prefer her to wear nothing. Right. So you want my assistant to meet you naked? Okay. Well, that's that's not going to be that's not going to be a problem. It'd be I, very nice. I know it's all just a joke. It's all just fun and games. No harm intended. They don't mean anything by this. Are we listening yet? Are we paying attention yet? One last thing I wanted to show you, this lady, her name supposedly is Kara, and she says that in June, she was contacted by a journalist because she posted a video on her social media account about a certain celebrity, that's Russell Brand, and a weekend that they shared together. Here's what she says. Um, I actually know who this is about, and I have the receipts. I was contacted in June by a journalist uh, regarding a video I made uh, about a certain celebrity and a weekend that we shared together. The video is kind of viral. Uh, it's on my page somewhere if you want to go see it. And that certain somebody was, as most of you will be aware, Mr. Brand. They weren't going to use my story because it didn't fit the narrative for their documentary because he wasn't an asshole to me. <laughs> but here are some of the messages. Obviously, I will take out. She says, I hope you don't mind uh, me contacting you here. My name is whatever. And I'm a journalist at the times newspaper. We're currently working on a project in collaboration with channel four and having seen a post on your TikTok 
from a few months ago had wondered if it was something you might be able to help us with. It's fairly sensitive. So if you had a few minutes, it would be great to have a quick chat on the phone to explain in more detail. This would be strictly for research purposes only, nothing at all for publication. Please let me know if this could work. It's a person's name and stuff. And then it says, Looking into a male celebrity and his behavior toward women over the years, the reason it's hard for us to go into too many details is because it's a sensitive stage and we're keen to protect everyone involved so far. For instance, we're worried about our messages being shared more widely. It's why it's much easier for us to speak to people over the phone and helps us to build trust and reassurance. I really hope this helps a bit, but above all, it's nothing for you to be worried about. We had a phone call. She contacted me for more information and I didn't contact her back because I kind of felt like it would be mean. Anyway, there you go. Put your bets on. It's a documentary about the one and only Mr. Russell Brand. Uh, and just a fun fact, astrology. I don't know. This last part is about astrology. I don't know. So you got uh, Russell Brand. He's being framed as a sexual predator. One victim coming forward. And I'm sure there's going to be more. Uh, claimed to be 16 years old at the time. It goes into detail in the Daily Beast. Everybody's just trying to ring his, you know, just drag his name through the mud. I want to stick with the facts. Could Russell Brand be guilty? Yes. Could he be innocent? Yes. One thing we know, though, is he thinks the world and still thinks, unless you can come up with video evidence where he's like, hey, man, I'm doing an about face and you've all know Harari. I looked into the World Economic Forum. This is all bad news. I don't think these people are beautiful at all. These people are literally trying to take us down and take everything you've got and destroy the planet. Unless you've got that kind of evidence, we what we know for a fact is that he thinks the spokesman for the World Demonic World Economic Forum is a beautiful person and he loves him. We also know that he offered to give his assistant, his personal assistant to Jimmy Savile, Savile or Savile naked. That's not a good thing. Am I for mainstream media? Absolutely not. But we know for a certain from many videos and research uh, projects that we've done in the past that mainstream media is known to run double psychological operations where they hail this guy before and now they're going to condemn him now. They did the same thing with Trump. Trump was the darling of mainstream media back in the 80s and 90s. When he started running for president, oh, under the Republican ticket, oh, now we're automatically against him. It's a dog and pony show. It's the smoke screen and the funny mirrors under the big top. And they want, you, want to get you engaged in that to keep us from doing things about the real problem in our society. The only way we can even be talking about this right now is because there's massive funding to the dishonest, unsound fiat currency, petrodollar Ponzi scheme coming out of the Federal Reserve. That's what funds Congress. That's what funds wars. That's what sticks money in the big pharma industrial complex pockets. If we're not talking about and dealing with and eradicating the Federal Reserve, the IRS, all the alphabet soup agencies that have aligned against us, we're not really talking about the issues we should be talking about. Okay, I like this guy, I think. I hope, hey, did I you hope he's... I hope he's not controlled opposition too, man. You know, how far There's do we go? Several with this? layers. <laughs> you know, I just want to say a couple of things about this. Um, yeah, this is this is what they do. I mean, this is the roles that they play, and I think they know probably in advance they're going to be sacrificial lambs at some point. Uh, whether that's part of the contract, who knows? 
Um, they're going to be prepared to be thrown under the bus. Um, this is also, I think, funny kind of timing along with the Masterson situation at the moment. And I think there's there might have been one or other, two others that are maybe going on in recent times. These old, I don't know what happened to the statute of limitations, but whatever. Uh, this is also something that Q, the Q movement, have been saying for a while of um, just wait, it's coming soon. Um, there's going to be all these things coming out and blah, blah. So I sort of feel like maybe the, I mean, we all know the Q movement's a PSYOP. I hope we do. Um, CIA run. So this is almost like Q, it's just predictive programming as well. So it's like, oh, we're, we've got it. You know, we're the white hats. We've come to save everyone. So people are going to be looking at this most likely, purely my speculation, um, of just going, oh, oh, good. Here's the white hats. They're doing all this. Probably. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, and I wanted to I I agree with that. I I do think that probably people are going to side with Russell Brand. Uh well, I I think it's going to fall along the the division lines. If you liked him already, then you're defending him, and if you didn't, then all of a sudden he's going to fall to the the me too. And I wanted to read a quote, shout out to Drew because this was on Twitter. He said, the Russell Brand story is all a massive distraction. He's been controlled opposition from the start. Now we see these allegations come out when they need a distraction from the UN, World Economic Forum, and WHO signing a trilateral agreement to bring forward Agenda 2030 up to as early as 2025. So I thought that that was a significant point to make here. I know a lot of times when a a story like this, that's kind of salacious, it's kind of taking down a celeb. A lot of people in the Liberty or the truther community will ask, what are we being distracted from? So we had somebody that supplied a pretty good answer and I thought it was worth considering. Definitely. That is exactly what we're being distracted from. There's, there's obviously going to be something quite large because this is quite large and it's happening in several different places. So Yes, this is quite significant what's happening, what he just mentioned about the the who and, oh my God, no one's going to be doing anything about that because we're all watching Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Stella, you sent me the definition of controlled opposition, and I think it might be a good time to read it. It is a strategy in which an individual organization or movement is covertly controlled or influenced by a third party and the controlled entities true purpose is something other than that is publicly stated the controlled entity serves a role of mass deception surveillance and or political slash social manipulation in most cases the controlled party is portrayed as being in opposition to the interests of the controlling party so this is what we've been hitting on a lot it's what we talked about with oliver anthony with sound of freedom with many many things when they say what we want to hear we should be twice as suspicious right yes controlled exactly controlled operators are just foot soldiers for the psyops sorry andrew yeah no no uh the funny thing about russell brand and it's not funny and uh before that i want to backtrack a little bit because uh because i also had something else to say before that is that uh, Jimmy Savile um, backed me up on that. He said that he would rather the uh, the massage lady show up naked. And he did not say lingerie, by the way. So, you know, just note that, ladies. We would rather y'all Point. just take it all off. 
Point yeah. taken. And, and no, noted creep, noted disgusting creep, Jimmy Savile agrees with me. So, anyway, um, back to Russell Brand. Yeah, I was going to say, is, the dude's a pervert, so I wouldn't be wanting yeah, to necessarily Noted creep and pervert. <laughs> I, I'm just representing creeps and perverts here, okay? So... You know, there you go. I mean, I, I didn't make a career of it like Jimmy Savile did. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Russell Brand has always been the, you know, it's like there's the Russell Brand, Jimmy Dore side of things where, where you know, people can still be left and understand that, that shit is screwed up. Uh, RFK also in that same camp. You know, and then uh, and that's what he's there for. He's he's basically a corral to herd the uh, the conspiracy sheep to the left and continue to say, "Hey, all, we're still right about all this left shit." No, you're not. The left shit sucks. It's pretty fucking obvious to all of us. I I'm sorry, but that that's just how I see it. But you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and anytime I see some one of these lefties that you know they all you know like jimmy Dore sat there and fucking took the vax and got vax injured like he fucking deserved i'm sorry y'all he fucking deserved to get vax injured because he heard from us the whole fucking time the whole time we were saying hey retard don't take that fucking shot you deserve it if you fucking get some fucking uh problems from it and he did and he took it twice so anyway that that's where i'm at on that yeah fuck the left I get it. I have a little, I feel bad for a lot of people when it comes to the people who, in spite of all the other, it's like these institutions that are involved, like you said, Mike, so you were aware of the food industrial complex, right? But what people and, don't and know. And to, so, to some extent, like the pharmaceutical and military, but like, right. not so much the deep, deep, deep state. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that's what, what it is. So you have all of these, these pillars, right. Of normal society that if you're a normie, then you just like, oh, I believe the government. I believe in my doctor. I believe in this and I believe in that. But then when you start to wake up, then you're like, oh, education is corrupt. The medical, um, you know, like the medical institution is corrupt. The food is corrupt. Like it's a, this multi-pronged attack on us, but so many people like for, for whatever reason, the medical programming was the one that they could not see through, you know? So I think that's an interesting point to have people be awake in certain areas, at least, at least somewhat to extreme corruption, but there are still some that they could not bring themselves to believe was trying to kill them. <laughs> Trust your doctor. Three exactly. very, very powerful words. Okay. Stella, I feel like you have something to say and I'll let you say it. Cause I have like a pretty, I got something I really want to say, but I'll wait. Well, you just pretty much summed it up in your exact three words. I was just going to say they've picked on exactly the people, like who are the most trustworthy people in society? Mm-hmm. Probably your doctor next to maybe your teacher when you're younger. Um, so, so, yeah, they've picked on that very core. I mean, aren't they clever? Aren't <laughs> they clever? Core. Yeah. So I hmm, maybe I'll start by saying I've dated a doctor um, who... Huh, 
I've known for a very long time. I knew her, you know, long before she was a doctor. We've dated twice, once in our youth and once in our adulthood. Um, and I, I know that I'm not intellectually beneath her. I'll say that. If, well, maybe I am by a hair. She's actually very, very smart. And I'll leave that at that uh, before I open too much of a can of worms. But my point in saying that is I have a I have two brother-in-laws that are doctors. One who is a doctor of optometry and is very, very humble and respects me and listens to me and believes I have something to offer. And then I have one who is a MD, a big doctor, big bad doctor who allowed his pregnant wife to take experimental mRNA vaccines. And we have had beef, frankly, ever since that is very much subsurface. We don't, we don't, yeah, it's, it's boiled over a couple times, but I bring it all up to say we were having a discussion on family vacation about, of all things, the laws of physics, right? We're talking about the laws of thermodynamics, specifically. You know, the first law being energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. The second being what I always understood to be entropy in one word, right? The idea that everything is constantly in a state of decay, even that which is growing and changing and dividing and propagating and what have you. Um, decay is all around us, in other words. It's like another dualistic, two-sides, same coin. Decay is a law of nature. And I was, I don't know, I don't know why, but he he tried to make the argument that. Well, in terms of like biological systems, the laws of physics, like it, it's not even worth really considering like that. It doesn't apply. And I was confused by that. I'm like, of course it applies. Like the body of any living organism is constrained by the laws of physics. But I wasn't even able to say that because in essence, I didn't want to argue with him. He said, he said what he said, and I'm like, what, physics has nothing to do with biology? Like, I was so confused. So I just bit my tongue, and I didn't say anything. And it, it bothered me, you know? I'm like, are you that reductionistic that you can't recognize that, like... So I studied human ecology, and I didn't get no fucking doctorate you know, just a lowly undergraduate degree, but we understood ecology as being a multidisciplinary science, one that includes biology, hydrology, geology, astrology. I mean, or I should say astronomy. <laughs> Either, way. <laughs> Either way, you get my point. I'm like, of course, physics and biology overlap you're you're being narrow-minded but he's got two letters at the end of his you know name so the sad part is when it came down to like the argument early on in in the vaccine rollout like i made my opinion known but nobody wanted to hear it everybody went with the m 
D. The doctor. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about no letters before your name, after your name, or frankly, in your name. The only doctor in your family I would listen to is your dog. That's right, bub. Hell yeah. <laughs> MD, mad dog. <laughs> yeah, doc knows what's what, bro. Well, that's kind of the same with my family, too. You know, we had, when all of this kicked off, and the, that was, uh, it became an option that people could get the COVID shot when the topic came up. Family just kind of skirted that topic, and nobody really wanted to discuss it and go into details about it. Um, and mostly because my family believed that, or at least my mom's side of the family, they're the ones I heard from the most. Uh, they were like, you do what you got to do for you and your family. And that's, you know, there's really no reason to discuss it. If you think you, it's something you need to do, then you do it. If it's something you think you don't, you shouldn't do, then don't do it. And they really just did not want to discuss it. Because anytime I tried to bring up the topic, it was crickets. Nobody would say anything. And I would, it was in our family group chat that we had going. And then somebody would say something about their cat or somebody would say something about the weather and suddenly there was conversation. <laughs> but if yeah. I ever mentioned yeah. anything about um, the the state of surveillance, if I mentioned anything about, you know, how healthcare has um, gone downhill and all this, you know, that nobody had anything to say or there was no response. And so... Uh, I was still to be kinda, fair, cats are an important topic. I I do agree, but <laughs> when um, when you're trying to have an honest conversation, granted, you can't really have an in-depth conversation in a text message uh, exchange. But I mean, somebody could have at least acknowledged that I was saying something. Oh, hey, yeah, I'll look into that later when I get a chance. You know, something like that. Well, yeah, it's like it just it doesn't was, compute. It was, it was, it was well, such a I don't think it was so much that it didn't compute. I think they just didn't want to talk about it. Okay. They didn't want to devolve into an argument, I guess, was the yeah. concern. Yeah. That was that was the saddest part to me though. It was like in a state of mass confusion, people refused to communicate with their family. Just because they were afraid of the conversation getting a little bit intense. Okay. It's it's not even it what it should never have been about politics. This is about our bodies mm. and our in our liberties and can we not discuss it as a family? No, we're going to dig into our corners and we're going to bark at each other. And it's like it it, it was very tricky. I mean, it became that. It became that. I had a I had a very emotional discussion with um with the sister I get along with, I'll put it that way. And um, I was just trying to explain to her just how much it hurt. Just how much it hurt to be. Yeah, I basically said, you know, the only person who had my back for a long time was my dog. And I know you don't want to hear that, but I trust doctors. Yeah, that's the only doc I trust, man. But seriously, it like I I I was bawling to be honest. I you know, and and she listened. She sat there and she listened to me. I said, I I know Lauren has. I shouldn't. Whatever. Fuck it. I know she's tried to apologize, but I didn't ever feel it. There was no remorse. It was, we're sorry for how our 
choice made you feel. It wasn't, we're sorry that we hurt you or that we fucked up or that we might've been misled. You know, that would be 10 bridges too far, but anywho, you know that I'm getting real personal here, but it's, it's fucking important, man. It's like, if we can't discuss the real shit, we are so epically fucked. Mm-hmm. I My have tried to be. Quite Sorry. I have tried to sort of, I made a bit of a decision post 2020 to live more authentically um, and not play those games. I think we, we actually discussed this, I think, Mike, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, not play those sort of social games where you just pretend and say whatever and laugh at the right cues and all that sort of thing. It's like, no, fuck it. Uh, it hasn't really gone down very well, I must admit. Um, but that's okay. I'm still I'm still trying to do the same. Um, it probably needs a little bit of pulling back. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just interesting how you don't want to talk about these issues with family members and it also depends on your situation with each family member but you don't want to risk hurting your loved ones and risk that relationship possibly never recovering so it's a big decision isn't it it's like you know especially when it comes to your children (laughs) Um, and that also depends on the situation as well but um, you don't want to say something to your kids that's going to cut you off from them talking to you or something like that so that's such a massive part of decision making so yeah like Fido says each to your own really yeah it's a very fine line um of what it what is our responsibility and this is something that I personally to get a little personal have struggled with myself of um you know there's a personality trait or maybe not a trait but a set of behaviors known as codependency. And it can come in many, many forms. It can be someone overly caretaking, overly involved in the activities and the life of other people. So I think that there has to be, for me, something that I had to detach from. So somebody that I loved made that decision and I was not happy about it, but I didn't give them a hard time about it because you're an adult. You have your own responsibility and if you have consequences for those actions. Now, I was here and I would have talked to you about it, but you weren't interested in that. So here you have to be responsible for the path that you chose to take here. Now, that's one thing. Now, the other thing is people that actively discriminated against their friends and family based on their decision not to take the the shot. So that and I had that happen to me, too. And believe me, it was not a conversation that I had because I am you know, condemn me for this if you want to. But I was like, fuck you so much. If you're going to be like that to me, fuck you. I don't forgive you. And Mm -hmm. unless someone were to come to me with true repentance, true, like what you were saying was missing in yours, Mike, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then I would be willing to have that conversation. But nobody who did that to me was ever, ever addressed it, ever. So I see. I was I was expected to apologize. How's that for a twist? Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. You know, I about- also have it too. You know, I had a, a family member who discriminated against me mm. in in not so many ways, but that was it was it was related to the COVID shots. And you know, I I was made to think that I was being crazy. That 
I, or I was imagining that they were being this way towards me, that that wasn't really why they were being that way. And then come to find out, yes, that was exactly what it was. It was all about the COVID shot. And I still have yet to get an apology. I have yet to get any kind of acknowledgement from them that that's, that was the choice that they made. And if that's the choice they want to make, I'm okay with it. If, you know, we all made our decisions and we all have to stick with them and we all have to acknowledge them. But this person is refusing to acknowledge that the COVID shot was the reason that they discriminated against me. And I'm being a bit vague because it's, it's, um, it still kind of hurts a little bit, but um, it's getting better. Um, but I think that's one of the things about the, the whole COVID thing was that, you know, with nine, I've, I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but I've mentioned it to others, you know, with 9-11, when it happened, that happened in New York. That was, that was on the other side of the country. With COVID, every single human being on the face of the earth was touched in some form or fashion by the events of COVID. And whether it's a real illness or not, whether the shots are any good or not, you know, people had conflict, had in in real life in-person conflict. Every single person has had that, has faced that in some form or fashion. And that just shows the pervasiveness of this whole uh, COVID thing. You know, it's it's touched every single human being on the face of the planet. Well, if and they hadn't, pretty if they hadn't, if they hadn't already succeeded in basically tearing down the family, they sure took a final shot to the bow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Boom! Dead center, fucking shattering planks, letting that boat sink. Fuck the family. Everyone's on their own. You guys are so fucked. We're going to take everything you ever cared about. Well, the left, right. And on that note, I want to welcome, I want to welcome Drew. He's been yeah. patiently waiting to say hello. It's time for COVID conversations, right? Yeah. Um, what you guys talking about with the discrimination that's happened during COVID with the unvaccinated, I think it's more prevalent within the United States because you guys had so many air quotes freedom states where a lot of the mandates and things didn't occur you, your lockdowns weren't as long or as severe as what we had you guys had the situation where the people who wanted to go out and get vaccinated got vaccinated and that's where it polarized into those two camps of anyone who isn't vaccinated is a person who wants to spread d disease and is a horrible person so you got those division in amongst families in australia even when we got to a certain point of vaccination we were still locked down because we were told that the people who weren't vaccinated were at risk. So we didn't actually have the opportunity to have those uncomfortable conversations at um, birthdays or Christmases or family gatherings because we were still locked down for so long. So it's a really interesting take on that. You still assume we were even in the same room at Christmas, okay? True. I was not... I was... I was not allowed at Christmas. So that's how they really got us. I would say the Aussies done fucked up. You, you, they could have done a bigger doozy on y'all if they had let you have some freedoms with a little card. See, that was what pissed me off more than anything. And I let people know, I told them to their faces. I said, I was like, I don't even want to know if you have or haven't, but if you've used that card to get into an event, 
Yeah, even that, people that, that made fake ones. If you made fake ones, then yeah. you're still participating. Fuck yeah, you, I, too. You know, I, I, well, you know, in a way, I respect them more because we're going to get to a point where it's like we're going to have to forge everything. So, like, they're just ahead of the curve. You know, they're just, you know, it's like whatever. But it's they not exactly see... making a stand, is it? No, no it's, it's not, not making a stand. I think it's kind of you're like right just grasping at straws and trying to hang on to some semblance of normality instead of taking all of that effort and energy and building something that you can rely on, you know, networking with people who are not vaccinated or, um, you know, finding local growers and farmers and ranchers, cattle ranchers, and teaming up with them and buying directly from them, you know, um, instead of spending your money making fake COVID cards. So here's an example from my perspective. I dare say I'm the only person on this panel today that's vaccinated with COVID-19. When that all happened, I made it very clear that I would never actually engage in any kind of store or place or sporting group that required vaccine ID henceforth. From To this point, I no longer engage in any of the social or hobby groups that I once had. Good. Good for you, purely man. Out of, out of that kind of moral stance. Yeah. Now that they're yeah. all gone, people are like, well, why don't you come back? I'm like, because you held people to that kind of issue yes. at the start. I have big issues with that. It's the principle of the thing. It's the principle. I had a, I had a bar so, that I loved that, that did bluegrass night. And for they, they carried on their card, you know, their you know requirements so fucking long. I Yeah, I'm never going to even look at them ever again. And I knew the fucking owner. And I sent him some choice messages you know well i've I've got to call it out a certain podcaster on this show at the moment right this person went throughout all of covid and was someone who i listened to day in day out who is always against the mandates always against the the discrimination and the bodily autonomy that was being overruled by the government and every single show he would constantly say i will never have a stand-up comedy show that requires a vaccine passport Boom, overnight, he decided to do a tour only of places that have vaccine requirements. And to this day, no one has called this motherfucker out. Sam Tripoli. Hmm. Boom, mic drop. I knew you were going to say that. Hey, uh, by the way, I was talking about Jimmy Dore earlier. and, And... And I was saying, you know, hey, we warned him not to take the fucking shot and he still did it anyway. And then he got the repercussions of it and fuck him. But the thing is what you had to do, like, like you could not, you could not exist in your society and, and remain employed if, if you hadn't have done it. Right. Jimmy Dore could have enjoyed making videos from his, uh, from his garage and gotten banned off YouTube just the same as all the rest of us if he had or hadn't taken the shot. Is that why he still has a pretty good uh, following on his show? Is because he complied with the shot mandate? No, no. He complied despite most of his audience. Even even a lot of his left audience was against it. That's the thing. There's some big personalities out there who tried to plead ignorance that, oh, you know, if I didn't do this, my livelihood would be, would be at risk. Meanwhile, these are the same people that sit on multi-millions of dollars in assets and, and have got a lot of money in the bank that they could have survived it. They're not the average person who lives paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. 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 I, I, 
I have a friend who is a very wealthy person through inheritance. Doesn't really have to work a day in his life. Um, he's a creative person and I'm not even going to say what field, but uh, that's all he's ever really done. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's hardly work. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, his excuse was, oh yeah, I had a contract I had to do, blah, blah. And it's like, well, actually, no, you, you could have afforded to actually get out of that contract if you really wanted to. So, yep. No excuse. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not saying no excuse because everybody's situation is different and I certainly don't want to hold anybody to account for any decisions they made because everybody's in a different situation. But in that situation, no excuse. <laughs> I mean, frankly, like, I don't hold it against anybody that took the first two because yeah. things were very unclear. Mm. I do. For the, for the majority of people. I mean, come on, though. Oh. You know, like, yeah, fair no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying if I have listeners that took the first two... I, I don't care if you listen to my show or not. This, this show is not for you. It's my show is for the unvaccinated. Well, Fuck. but if they've if yeah. they've woken up Fuck since that, I mean, come on, like you gotta. I don't know. You don't have to have sex with Amanda. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I this, like, this is well, the I'm not going to. <laughs> this is the not going to. Not now. <laughs> Ando, this is yeah. the dangerous paradigm now, though, right? The yeah. line in they the ruined it. The line in the sand by the elites has been drawn now. Unless people are willing, and it seems so wrong that we have to say this, unless people are willing to accept that, you know, people made choices, but now they see the error of the ways and they see what the con that was made on them. Unless you're willing to, to join forces with these people, we're not going to be able to stop the next thing that's coming. So you have to accept, you know, decisions are made, Choices have happened. People are moving on. People have seen through the bullshit now. We have to no, actually... I mean, no, this. no, no. Where, where you and me are is we're, you know, we're freedom people and we're, we're Christians. And that that is who I align with. Uh, as far as the shot, I, I understand you had to do what you had to do. But, you know, at the same time, for the most part, most of the people that, that I, I care about are people that didn't do it you know it it's not it's not a sign of weakness to admit you're wrong it is actually quite the opposite it is a sign of immense courage and bravery to admit you were wrong because nobody wants to admit they're wrong because they get made fun of they get called out they get you know ostracized or whatever but to admit that you were wrong and to take action to um improve upon that situation takes a huge amount of courage and i would encourage anybody who realizes that they made a mistake in taking the covid shot and then they harmed someone in their family through their actions uh, by discriminating against them to apologize and ask their forgiveness because that is the only way we're going to move forward and it's okay if you made a mistake it's okay if you thought you were doing the right thing and you realized now, even after all this time that you made the wrong choice, it's okay as long as you admit that you made a mistake and and, and make changes to your behaviors and and, and do better. And, and this is where people, they kind of fall by the wayside, right? You've got the weaponization of the term pure bloods where it's, this com yeah, it's a group of people that are completely fixated on, you know, anyone who's got the jab completely, you know, you're a bad person. But then you've got all these people who fall into the realm of, you know, I've been vaccine injured. My partner's been vaccine injured. Um, some of my family died from it. 
these people now who are against the narrative, they don't fit within either camp now because the weaponization of terms and groups has been done so well. Like, where Muggles. do these people sit? <laughs> well, I mean, it's just what I was saying earlier about the the people that corralled those guys on the left. That and and we got we got our list of of the main guys that corralled that left side of the movement. They're small, but they still exist. I mean, even Joe Rogan to an extent was somebody that corralled those people on the left. And you know, and definitely Tim Pool because he he started off as a leftist and and uh they just the mainstream left doesn't like him, but he's still a leftist as far as I'm concerned. Just getting back to um talking about people who like what Fado was talking about with um, you know, that have realized that they've made a mistake and we've also got to remember and be you know forgiving because they are also dealing with shock and grief because they may have gotten their children vaccinated thinking they were doing the right thing and now they're dealing with that guilt and stuff so i think yeah we we need to be in a situation where we have to sort of put the hand out a little bit and be understanding and the truth is as much as we don't agree with what happened you know the truth's a hard pill to swallow man and like most of us have had years yeah most of us have had years to take it in like bite-sized chunks but it's been a whole fucking gallon of that shit recently you know yeah i'm perfectly willing to forgive anyone who honestly and remorsefully asks forgiveness and you know you know, they, they want to, ch- you can't change anything by wishing that things have been different, but you can change what happens from now on. So I, there's, for me, there is room for forgiveness. I know there's, for a lot of people, there isn't, but um, yeah. Yeah. And we need more soldiers. So, <laughs> you know, welcome aboard. Just, you know, embrace. That's kind of what I'm thinking. We got to build this community. I mean. And I wanted to chime in and just say that this conversation goes to, uh, I think, to prove the power of the social architects, right? So, and I do think that the five eyes were uh, were test balloons. So, Drew, like we were talking about the um, the extreme lockdown that was happening in Australia, and then there were varying stages of that or not that in the states. And as you said, there were so many states. So, like North Carolina never was called a freedom state, and we had a Democratic governor who went along with the agenda. However, we were the we were basically the original lockdown of you know like three months, which of course is a long time when you're like, motherfucker, you're violating our my God-given rights, not constitutional rights, right? However, that's nothing compared to two and a half fucking years or whatever it was for some people, right? And so I think that that's part of it. Uh, but the the other part was the division narrative, it was intentional. It was to get us to hate each other over this. And they specifically, at the time, they did try to spin the people who were refusing or who didn't believe or who were asking questions as like this right wing, you know, supremists or the extremist type narrative. And then after the fact, you're right, they did, there were these derogatory, derogatory terms like uh, pure blood and and that kind of stuff, which I didn't like because I don't think that it 
serves us now. And now when I know somebody was vaccinated, I'm thinking, I hope that you dodged that fucking bullet in the Russian roulette game that you played. And I hope that you will know better for next time. Um, because I, I do pray, you know, we all, I have people that I love very much who did it. So, um, you know, they seem okay. And I just pray that that is the case. And, and I have a lot of clients who did it and I hope that they are okay. But it was, um, it was a lot of trial and error, I think, to see what our behavior would be like. And then it was a lot of really cranking up the division for, uh, for maximum, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically loathing, anger, you know, chaos, 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 divide and conquer, divide and conquer. All of those things. Vitriol. That's the word I was looking for. Mm. I have this, uh, sorry. One one quick thing, Stella. And I was going to say, and maybe there was something on a spiritual level, you know, we talk about how the symbols that these celebrities will flash at like a Super Bowl, right? The triangle, the power of manifestation. Well, maybe on a spiritual level, there was something very energetic, something like food for the predator class in what we went through, not only our trauma, but the anger and the division and the sadness that we all had. They're saying, ooh, look what we did. Ooh, oh, how do we do it better? How do we do it better? I have this vision of all these elites sitting around a a pond and everyone's got a big rock and they all go, okay, go. And they all throw this rock in and it just creates this chaotic water and all these ripples go and they bounce off each other because it was just like that. It was just created this massive division, this shock thing that just happened so fast, two weeks to flatten the curve, you know. Um, so they just watched all these different teams being divided into each other. They created some of it. Some of it we created ourselves, like the extra little ripples. And, and, and just as things started to get settled, just as the ripples would start to calm, they'd move the goalposts and more rocks would come in. And, you know, it was just like nobody had any time to settle and gather their thoughts um, or trust anybody. And then they threw in the new toy, AI. So just as things are settling, we can't trust anything we see, hear, whatever, even people we talk to. We can't even trust that. So what a world we're in. It know? was the greatest technological, economical, medical, scientific, and psychological experiment the world's ever seen at a global scale all at yep. once. Like what Ashley was saying about how Australia seemed to be the harshest. Well, there's a reason Australia's the harshest. We don't have any rights. Quite literally, we do not have a Bill of Rights in our country. That gave them the mechanism to go against our constitution because everything we have is implied. It's not a given right like many other countries have. So Australia is one little petri dish where they could get away with the, the biggest extremes. And they could push an entire population as far as they can and see what they could do with it. America, they had to tiptoe around it and do different things in different states and have test. 2.A or 2.B over there and just try different techniques to see what they can get away with. Yeah, it's and that's it. They were able to get away with the stuff they did in the UK as well because they have the same situation there too. They don't have a bill of rights like we do in the United States either. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why we're under the crown. So, um, And they set us up from 1996, didn't they, from Port sure. Arthur? It was like that was the first thing they had to overcome. And they... You know, as I was talking about the other day, we're not completely disarmed, but yeah, we, it made a big dent <laughs> in our ability to stand up for ourselves as a as a people, I suppose, as a nation. Well, well Stella, Victoria still has a uh, 
Right of the King Riot Act, where Victoria Police can legally kill anyone in rioting purposes. If they see mm. a riot take place, they don't have to go in with the port team with their SWAT gear on and battens and rubber rounds. They can go in with full metal jackets and start decimating people, and they're legally obliged to do it. Mm. Yeah, and then you read some of the health acts of the states like Western Australia. It's frightening what's in some of those. Um, and they've been there for a while. I was having this discussion with somebody else recently. It's like there's a lot of laws in place which are just laying there dormant and people don't even know they're there. Um, you know, you could look into when they were placed there, but this is all, it's all just the, the chess game, isn't it? And it's gone on a long time, like you said, Drew. It's, I mean, this depends where you're standing. Centuries, decades, whatever, whichever bit you're talking about. So... <clears throat> I had a funny kind of interaction with a client last week where um, I was asking her about how, you know, I knew she had sent her kid off to college, right? Kid went to a, a ballet school in Idaho, long ways from Indiana, and Mama Bear was sad. And I knew it, and I asked her because I knew she wanted to talk about it. I said, so you sent your kid to school, huh? And she's, yeah, you know, da-da-da, blah, blah, blah. The interesting part came when she told me, she goes, yeah, so she got like a cold about the first week she was there. And because she's unvaccinated, this was totally unprompted, by the way. And I had no idea what this family's stance was. In fact, I would have assumed like the opposite. They seemed like maybe kind of left wing, but I, you know, who am I to judge? I was wrong. She says, because, you know, our daughter was unvaccinated and she caught this cold, she had to take COVID tests. I want to say she said twice a day for like a week. And she had to wear a mask at dance practice and if she had been vaccinated they wouldn't have given a shit i'm paraphrasing but and you know she just looked at me she said i'm so glad i'm so proud of my daughter that she didn't take it somewhat implying you know at no point in the conversation did she say that she didn't take it as the mama so i assumed maybe she did Again, you know, this issue of like the pure blood thing, it's like I don't think it does us any good because that family in my mind now is a fucking full-blown ally. Like I know where they stand. I know how they feel. And and she has been my number one client. She has converted an entire backyard into gardens. She is trying to grow more food and she's like not even satisfied. She's telling me we're going to we're going to buy some land in the country and I want you to help me get us set up out there. I'm like anytime, say the word. Let's go. So, I don't give a fuck if she took the first 2, 3, 4, I don't give a fuck. She let her daughter not take it first of all. And at this point in time, she's fucking proud of her daughter for that choice. And that says it all. Shout out to that lady. Now, was this recent, Mike? Has this happened recently? I was at her house three or four days ago. So this is the really, really weird thing. People are talking about 
uh, mandates coming back, lockdowns coming back, all this stuff. It seems to purely be isolated within the United States. I've not seen a single thing happening in Australia that would suggest anything's creeping back in at all. Have you seen what's that? Happening, what's happening is the, uh, the, that there is a new vaccine that they're trying to sell. So, uh, so, I mean, we're reacting to it as alternative media by saying, you know, hey, they're going to try to do this and this and this, but we don't know exactly what they're going to do. We don't know how many things they've ordered. We don't know how fast this is going to come. But I would say, I would know. say, people, people I know from real, like from not podcast stuff, who don't listen to podcasts, are talking about this shit too, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm seeing stuff from the states of like universities bringing back mask mandates, requiring testing if you've got the sniffles. Australia's dropped every single shred of that to the point where they don't give a shit. So. It's this really weird dynamic of the States, which was arguably the most freest place during COVID, is tiptoeing back into this, whereas Australia, which was the most harshest, isn't going anywhere near it. It's almost like there's a fear of the social repercussions if they try it again. Honestly, I think think they might really feel like they have to break the Americans if they're going to take the whole world. And maybe that's me, yeah. like, jerking it, off no, my own American no. ego, but no. we're, we're the ones with the well, gun. I mean that. Exactly. I agree yeah. with that. And I think what they're doing is they're taking the data that they gathered from Australia, and now they're trying it out on America. 100%. It's another trial balloon. Also, and they, they I do it. think – oh, sorry, Ando. One quick thing. America is the domino that must fall. It must. That, that matters to them. Right, right. It's like we were talking in the chat about uh, about what's happening in London, about uh, the three three jumpsuits a year and all this other shit. You know, um, yeah, y'all y'all can elaborate on that if you want to. Um, I look awful in beige. <laughs> who who doesn't? Right. And Ando I, said I, he I, looked I, good in beige. Nobody likes a bragger, Ando. Yeah, you know. My my grandfather wore beige every single day, and I I would not mind like upkeeping his tradition, but I would not do it for uh, I wouldn't do it for this, you know. I would I would not do it for this bullshit. And my favorite colors are like brown and green and blue. So yeah, and that's why the screen looks great right now. Look look at the screen; it's it's, it's all my favorite colors. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, um, go ahead. Sorry, you go. I was going to say, now, my, this is where I become very, very black-pilled. I think through my speculation and looking the way things are going, the only possible way they can get America to fall in line with following the mandates and doing all the stuff that the rest of the world did is they're going to actually have to release a bioweapon on the US public, a bioweapon that specifically targets children Oh fuck! So that then they can go look at these bad pure blood people. They're responsible for your kids dying. That's what they're going to do. They're going to weaponize the terms that we've taken on board ourselves, and they're going to run with it. Like that's what people have to be really cognizant of. I was something really probably bad is really coming. I was hoping you would just say something as simple as they're going to try to take your guns. To which I would say you can come and try, but no, you got to go really to the 
Yeah, man. Like well, you're not, there's not something to that. There's something people, to that though, Drew. You're, you're, kids I mean, think you're like the whole idea, like the trans conversation has been about protecting kids, right? Mm-hmm. People would die for their kids. Mm-hmm. So okay. what happens when they weaponize something that targets kids? You're what not going to give a shit is- about Jim next door who who refused to get vaccinated because your kid's dead. That's how they weaponize groups against each other. There's and unless, really, like, I, yeah, there's been a really huge push here recently. I don't know if any of you guys um, have noticed it here in the U.S., but there's been a really huge push to make people aware that um, RSV is on the rise now. When I was in nursing school, they we talked about all those old childhood diseases and and illnesses and things that are um, really hard on kids, immune systems and whatnot. And they talked about RSV and they said that it really typically only affects babies because their um, their their lungs are not fully developed um, per se, and their immune systems are not fully developed, so they are more susceptible to RSV respiratory syncytial virus and so that's why they always recommended that if your child has um rsv that you take them immediately to the hospital or the symptoms of it so here in the last i'm going to say within the last year i've been seeing this really big push for people to get the rsv vaccine that just came out and they are really pushing hard and it was never anything that was going to harm a healthy baby. Um, and as as long as the parents are healthy and the baby is healthy, typically RSV isn't going to cause uh, significant complications. It's like a it's like a flu. Uh, you just let it run its course and treat the symptoms, and you get over it. You're fine. Um, however, there are some kids that will have um, a bad case of it, just like with any other illness, like the flu, if you believe that viruses exist, um, which I am still not 100% uh, on the terrain theory boat yet. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way, but that's kind of a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> but yeah, for, and we, we still operate, yeah, we should talk we about still that. operate in a world though, where yeah. the, even though it's germ theory, viruses are considered real. So that's the reality, even whether or not we're asking our own questions. And I'm, I'm glad that you are, especially being in healthcare like you are, but for all intents and purposes, I treat when, and especially in conversations with normies, I act like I don't question viruses because they can't fucking handle it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like questioning 9-11. Yeah. Like, so like when you have something that's 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 being presented as a viral infection, there's definitely something going on. Whether it's a real virus caused by a real virus or or it's the body just reacting to something. Mm. There is something going on with the body. And we typically know the course of this type, those types of illnesses or the presentation of those illnesses. And typically the people who are healthy don't generally have a hard time shaking it. If you're going to suffer, it's going to be painful at times. It's going to be hard to breathe at times, but you're going to get over it, especially if you maintain proper nutrition and stay hydrated and get plenty of rest, you're going to get better. But they are playing up this, this fear that it's going to kill your kid if you don't do something, if you don't take our product, 
if you don't put our product in your child. Well, you said, yeah, you said, you said, do something. There's tons of things right. you can do. Like, so well, I mean, my, my stance tends to be that pathogens, whatever you want to call them exist, but terrain theory is also not wrong. Like you need right. a healthy biome. You need a healthy e ecology. Otherwise a parasite can cause damage. Right. And right. I, you know, it's like, I, I almost don't even care to even, well, I'll put it this way. I, I think maybe if in fact viruses do exist, their purpose is to transfer information between living things, right? They carry genetic information. Like, like think of it as like a software update to keep you, to keep you fit. Yeah, you might be sick for a couple of days, but it's better than dying. You know, like right. like the fact that they kept kids out of school and isolated. Kids need to swap snot, man. Well, Mike, according to the scientific method, 5% of our DNA is actually made up from viruses throughout human history. See? Makes up our genome. See, it's an update. It's an update. So, okay, yep. this was an interesting thing after our last topic, our, our last forum, I should say, when we were talking about tobacco. My, my thought, like late at night after that discussion, was the peace pipe, the passing of the peace pipe, mm. smoking tobacco from a shared pipe between previously warring nations, perhaps as a way to mutually inoculate one another to pathogens okay whether that was conscious or not doesn't matter i think it served that purpose and like i think almost the tobacco i argued like was this not perhaps the first safe and effective vaccine a little nicotine a little spit you know the nicotine helps you not have your lungs and everything overwhelmed with any one pathogen while you have a small amount of exposure it makes in my mind some sense and oh, then who, who did you drew or was it someone else who brought up the uh, viking thing yeah so the can you explain the that so, so the norse when before they would go on a raid and they would go a viking they would have a cleansing ritual in which they'd have a, a dish or a bowl with water They'd hock phlegm into it, loogies, snot, spit, wash their faces with it, and they'd pass it all the way down the line through all the warriors and all the raiders. They thought that was a way of cleansing themselves and protecting themselves from the gods. It probably had a two-pronged approach in my theory that it either helped boost their immune system to what other pathogens they were encountering in new lands. It also potentially spread pathogens to the new people in those new lands especially if you're landing on a little island somewhere and they're people that have been eating grain for the past hundred years, their immune systems are definitely not going to be the level yours is at. So the survivors who survived the initial raid, they potentially could have got sick from it afterwards. The first potential bioweapon. I mean, I, that was a very interesting notion, like similar principles, depending on the, the way you play it, Right. Is it a vaccine or is it a fucking bioweapon? I mean, Jesus Christ, they can be packaged in the same fucking delivery. <laughs> Little We're going to be off YouTube on this one too, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. Well, hey, I got one more strike. Hey, I, I, more I, strike. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I I grabbed uh, I grabbed this for a sound effect, you guys. Is that your that's your pistol? Yeah, right. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the interesting thing I noted with the American rollout versus the Australian one, right? In Australia, it was predominantly all the adults. All the adults who were coerced or fell online chose to do it. The kids relatively were unscathed. There were no mandates for kids to have it to go to school. So lots of families, they did it for themselves to keep food on the table, but they didn't get their kids done, which I, I think is fantastic. In America, in certain states, there's a requirement of the COVID-19 vaccine to attend schools. So this plays into my idea that the kids are definitely the next target in the states. Because if people were willing to discriminate family members based on you're going to kill grandma, what are they going to do to people if you're killing their kids? That that is the next step. Yep that that's why the next one. Um, I I I can't remember what show I was listening to, but he predicted. Oh no, it's Grand Theft uh, Grand Theft World. Uh, one of uh, a, a guy was doing a speech and he said that the next one will affect kids more than anything, and that's that's how they'll get the compliance. And. Uh, I don't have any kids, so, uh, so. <laughs> well, I they, wanted, it, oh, one, one quick thing, so sorry, uh, to yeah. what Drew was talking about. Yes. While the, um, while it was still under the emergency use authorization, they added that shot to the childhood vaccine schedule here, which is then in some cases tied to whether or not your kid can attend public school. And then I guess that it may be hit or miss on whether you're able to get it, just like with the workplace, if you were able to get a religious exemption or something like that. But uh, we, the Patriots organization was actually battling in Connecticut because they were trying to remove your ability to, to request a religious exemption. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Stella. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I was just going to say, I, I just wanted to point out to that they're continuing the theme of hiding behind things like children, because that's what the next one's going to be all about, the fracking cowards. But um, I have a friend who has uh, a grandson who is, oh, I think he's about four, um, and he just started going to school, a little play school thing, you know, play group, whatever they call it, preschool. Um, and... Ha like having a fantastic time. Live it's in a small town, so this social interaction is really important. Uh, and they have, yeah, they they are still maintaining that he cannot return. Like once they brought in these things, that he he cannot return because he's not vaccinated. She never vaccinated any of her children, so she's gone through like ch children in the eighties and that, despite all the pressure that she had back then when no one knew what the hell, you know, she was very unusual in that sense and she managed to maintain that and um you know shout out kim if you ever listen to this love you well done um so yes it's very sad it is actually happening here yeah he can't attend um they're looking for some way around it but there really really isn't one <laughs> there probably isn't and the only thing you can do is go tell those school administrators exactly what you fucking think Oh, she has. It, but, this um, is the yeah. interesting thing in Australia, Stella. It only exists in early childhood. So it doesn't even exist in kindergarten, but it exists in playgroups and childcare. That's mm. where they get a lot of parents because parents have to go back to work, right? They exactly. can't exist on a single income. That's where they get them early. 
But if you look at what state schools and private schools are for primary and secondary in Australia, there's no actual vaccine requirements at all. So if you can manage to tough it out for the first three to four years and not have your child have to attend those groups, exactly, that's yep. where you're going to come out on top. Or, or try to... Everybody can. So. Yeah. Well, ideally, you would find like a homeschool group with mm-hmm. like-minded folks, but it depends on where you're at. I mean... She has yeah. looked, you know, at, she is in yeah. a small town and you would think that this particular town, there would be heaps of people, but there's actually mm-hmm. not. I mean, a couple of the towns you would think, you know, they're all sort of ex-hippie towns or whatever, or still really alternate. They were just bending over, you know, masks all yeah, the way. That was the yummy mummies in Byron Bay, wasn't it, Stella? All the people who didn't take yeah. vaccines for themselves during COVID lined up for it. Yeah, all the health nuts. Um, yeah, so there's them and also, you know, the Nimbin area and what have you. Um Drew, just out of interest, I was just looking up Western Australia, Victoria, and New South Wales on the health <laughs> on the health website. <laughs> <laughs> Ando's playing with his guns now. We've we've lost him. <laughs> and Ando's a barrel of laughs. Um, yeah, so I was just looking up the those three states uh, websites, and there's stuff all. Oh there's shit! I didn't know my mic was on. <laughs> Sorry, all. <laughs> hey. Play with your guns all you want. You know, I already went and jerked off during this episode, so it's all good. <laughs> Blames the dog. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I had a dog incident too. I was yelling for my dog, and I was live, and I thought I was on mute. <laughs> that was that was the intro to the entire episode, which was unplanned and hilarious, and it was fine. But what were you saying, Stella? Yeah. We cut you off. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I was just saying, I just checked three states in Australia and there's stuff all mentioned about Parola or B8486, whatever it bloody hell it's called, the latest one. There's no mention of it. There's really nothing going on. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to go. see whether they do the same thing as last time. Like, they know these things are seasonal, air quotes, so do they allow it to happen in the United States and Europe and then try to hit yeah, us yeah. at the start of next year like last time? Right, winter. like yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yep. Because that, that is what exactly what we're headed into right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Kids are going back to school. Traditionally, late August or like August, September, you know, people aren't outside as much. They're getting back around the other kids. This is exactly when it's coinciding. And, and as someone else mentioned here, the rollout of the new booster and the new speak surrounding it is here. So it, there's a whole bunch of bullshit surrounding it. And it has been given like the okay from CDC, FDA, you know that they don't care, they don't test, and they are trying to get away from the booster language. So we're in a a new speak transition right now, and they're trying to, uh, they appear to be rolling it into an annual shot, like they recommend people to get the flu shot. Yeah. Well, the CDC and the, um, I think in the FDA, and there's another group, they're meeting. Um, I think either this week or next week, they're getting ready to, uh, they're, they're discussing how they're going to address um, like the flu season, RSV season and um, get, get everybody on board. And it's just another one of those panels that's going to uh, made up of government types that's going to uh, decide how uh, regular people should live and um, do business and go to work. And so it's it's really important to pay attention to what the CDC is coming out with in the next few weeks because 
they're already sitting down to discuss how we peons are to be living. Hey, so I just want to interject real quick because it's very strange, but Ando's mic appears to be muted, but I can still hear him playing with his guns. And I have to oh, say, no, that that was Stella. That was definitely Stella. Oh, that was Stella. <laughs> that was happening. Oh, spicy! Oh, man. You doxed me, Drew. Yeah, what, dude? <laughs> that three D print is really going well, isn't it? I'm coming along nicely. Thank you. If we're gonna Stella, get really... the Zasava is fucking great. By the way, that's 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 my brand. If we're gonna get a a good sound bite, though, there's nothing better than a twelve gauge <laughs> pump. There you oh, go. it didn't didn't work, man. Did it, it not? Was, maybe a little do bit too again. close yeah, to the mic. Do it again. Do it again. Again. Do I need to get my still too yacht? loud? That is the most no, no, no. thing I've ever seen. Do, do I need to get my thirty yacht? And, and I think and the uh, automatic mic yes. thing is yes. In. Fido, yes, 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 yes. Should I go get mine? Let's make some fucking noise. This is America. We're about freedom here. <laughs> Is it, is it still not working on my end? No, not that's, really. That's I too think you damn need to bad. turn the automatic audio thing off. Well, possibly. here, I'll just turn it down. It's very quiet. That's a silent no. pump action. No. Here we go. We, here, we're going to do it close to the mic. There you go. Well, shit. It was worth a shot, I guess, but... It was worth Is that... It. Yeah. Ando's got me. He's got me. You win, Ando. <laughs> <laughs> the headset is mightier than the mic. Yeah, apparently so. You get the same thing is... with uh, with it... Ashley doing a clapperboard. Look at, look at Fido. <laughs> Telling y'all. Oh, what do you got Love there? It. Love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a 12 gauge. Oh. I thought it was a 30 It's a 12 gauge. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, and here I am in Australia crying in straight pool shotgun. <laughs> Hey, it's it's a pump action, but on the side, it's the exact same thing. Hey, but we just need pumps we are need, illegal. We need some big boats hey, and a lot Drew. of money. Yes, Ando. Just come, come, be my neighbor. Buy buy one of the houses in my neighborhood or something. <laughs> we did have a plan. If, if you don't even era. you don't even have to immigrate. All you have to do is go to Mexico and then just <laughs> yeah. walk across the border. Yeah. I'm just, hey, I'm just waiting a for a coloured revolution in Australia. Like you guys seem to do it to the third world. Come drop some hey. arms over here for heaven's sakes. Hey, there I'm are saying. three houses for sale on my street. I'll take all three. Yeah. We did have a plan that, that we formulated down. in the Discord that once we won the Billy, the uh <laughs> the billion dollar lottery, that we were going to be smuggling Stella out of Australia. Yes. And we're gonna we're bringing your mom too, Stella. <laughs> I've been digging and, for and about Drew, eighteen months. I haven't really gotten very far. Drew can come if he's if he behaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no yeah. Both both of these guys would be based Americans, so I have no worries in that in that regard. <laughs> we'll keep you safe from the drop bears. Definitely, I have a fear of that now, thanks to you, Stella. <laughs> well. um... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say any any like final um, what do you call them counter counter operations? What were we calling them? I'm I'm having a brain fart, but like we're almost wrapping her up here. I just figured you know we've we've not hardly opened it up. Did anybody come with anything Did, they wanted to share? 
Yeah, I missed a whole heap of the start, so apologies for that. Did you guys get a chance to talk about Russell Brand and the distraction that's going on there? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we yes. did. We did. Yeah. 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 So but you spoke about how the UN, the World Economic Forum, and the WHO have all signed a trilateral agreement to bring 2030 to 2025. I read your direct quote from Twitter (laughs) and gave you the shout out. But I was, uh, if you have any, (laughs) (laughs) but if you have anything that you wanted to add to that, because it was sort of like, I mean, I felt like they obviously they were working together anyway, but do you have more information on what exactly took place? Um, It was, they sat down and for the public press, it was, the plans and the goals of Agenda 2030 weren't happening quick enough to meet the deadline of 2030. So they've, in order for that to happen, they've had to push full steam ahead with all these operations, potentially bringing it to 2025. So if you think that you're a person who, say, works in industry like um, coal mining or nuclear power, something that they consider is dangerous technology, those things are going to be gone in about two years instead of like the six that they were expecting. Right, you're on the fucking radar. Yeah. Hmm. And also, I don't know how people seem to like Russell Brand from the get-go because he was married to a fucking Rothschild to begin with. Does that not <laughs> ring alarm bells for anyone? Wait, is that the Katy Perry marriage or is that another marriage? Uh, he dated one. He dated one who, that, what's her name? Hang on, let me just, I just put this into another channel a few minutes ago, funnily enough. Was it Morgan? I think her name was Morgan. Jemima, Jemima, somebody oh. or other. Uh, yeah, I like, I like, that, Drew? I like the cartoon, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I used to be an art teacher. <laughs> did you draw that or did you Rothschild. print it? I drew it. Here it is. Oh, that's hilarious. That's great. Brand also has had a relationship with a literal Rothschild in law, Jemima Goldsmith, whose brother is married to a Rothschild. So whether there's something else since then, I don't know how old that information is, um, but, you know, they'll keep it in the circles, don't they? We... Goldsmith. I wish I had a brother married to a Rothschild. Fuck those Make... inbred motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I I'm kidding. Say, no, you I do not. I do not. I do not. <laughs> the it's Rob easy Hapsburg money, though. Matthews with the Habsburg jaw and all kinds of shit going on. The Roths clones. I'm just saying that's easy money. But at the expense of your soul, Mike. Amen. Amen to that. Ain't no well, soul in those families. Well, any other uh, any other thoughts? I you know I think it might be time to wrap this some bitch up. I had fun as always. Yeah, it's always a ball. You know, I will say, um, I, I had a little exchange with Rob. We were texting, and he's like, "Man, I told him we were gonna talk some freaky sex shit." I'm like, "Oh, I'd love to have you there for that." He's like, "He's like, dude, <laughs> like maybe," but he's like, "I got so many projects and shit." So he basically told me, "He's like, I love the forum. It takes a lot of energy though, and I gotta, I gotta keep my energy elsewhere." So, you know, I just say that to say that's the whole point of the forum. Like nobody is obligated, not even me, um, you know, even though I feel like I am. But, you know, the point is sapping our energy, right? Well, it's I I, in in ways I get energized. It's a good use of energy, in my opinion. It's not an energy vampire. It's a 
It's a good productive use of energy. And I'm grateful for everybody that comes, but at no point do you need to feel like you have to, because we're a bunch of fucking anarchists and we already knew that. <laughs> yep. It just so really come and go sometimes. I, I would say that we all have to. <laughs> I mean, it's so like, it's going against the grain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just confused because you, you did say you were masturbating before, and then you said you were sapped of energy. So I'm just trying to combine the two. What's going on? I did no, no, no. Did I say I was masturbating? He's talking to me, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I did not say I was masturbating. But uh, here, just sap this energy. Ando's, Ando's <laughs> the uh, official WTF forum dictator in which everybody is required from here on, or you will meet his wrath. Ando <laughs> is playing with his gun, and that's not a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You've oh, seen man. it here first, y'all. The Ando well, AR now available at Walmart. <laughs> Dude, I'm an AK guy. Sorry. <laughs> I am an AK guy. He squats with Mother Russia. <laughs> I I I have family from Ukraine. Are you gonna go get them? No, no, they're here now. Um, oh, good, and good. And 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 no, the the person running the Ukraine is part of the reason why they left it. Yeah, little cokehead. Good for them. Well, I'm glad they were should, able to get out. Should we uh, send it around the circle? Any any objections? Doesn't sound like it. Nope. All right. Uh, this is Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast. You can find my shit at easypeasy.ittybitty.tips, and I'll send it to Stella. I would just sign off saying the truth does not fear investigation. So that's telling when it comes to controlled opposition. Stella Q here. I'm from Union of the Unknowns, along with my mate there, Ashley. Uh, easy peasy podcast. <laughs> and occasionally the propaganda report. And sometimes with Drew on You're Missing the Point. But he can tell you all about that. Ashley. Yes, wait, wait, I... wait. No, 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 no. Ashley, uh, how do we find the Union <laughs> of the Unknowns? <laughs> well, Ando. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you can find us at unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our Linktree page. It gives you all the ways to get in touch with us. And I am also over on Twitter at unionunknowns. And uh, yes, shout out to my pod mate, Stella here. Thank you for allowing me to be with you fine people. I always enjoy it. I always learn it, uh, learn new things. So I love it. Um, Fido. Hi, I am on uh, Twitter at ThatPowersLady. Uh, that Lady. I am on Instagram, Phytophiliac2021. I'm going to be getting that one back up and running pretty soon. I'm still working on it. Um, you can find me on Bandcamp, phytophiliac.bandcamp.com. And sometimes, if you're patient, you can hear my music on Media Monarchy on his uh, Pump Up the Volume. I have a new album coming up soon. I'm going to be released in October. So be uh, on the lookout for that one. Ando. So Fido Felix is going to be in the Doom Kitchen whenever she has an uh, album to release. And it's pretty we're going to make there. another commercial. 
and uh, and this is my AK, and it makes this sound. Hold on, I gotta. Yeah, it makes this sound. There we go. There we, there go. we go. Bang. <laughs> except for. Except for I didn't. Yeah, it's well, much louder with a bullet in it. <laughs> and he signs himself out. All right, who's you left? Okay, we still got. We still... Go for it, Drew. I, I hope he's all right because he kind of just ended abruptly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully he didn't <laughs> fucking shoot himself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hope hope there's some gun etiquette going on there. Uh, Drew missing from your missing the point podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, try to find me. I'm heavily shadow banned and search suggestion banned. Thank you, Elon. You cuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, anyway, you are. I had trouble. I had trouble finding your <laughs> quote today. Even and I follow you, and I had to search for it. So that was a pain in the ass. And I actually, I was like, did Drew deactivate his account? Well, um, I did yeah. find out that Twitter runs this very interesting uh, social credit system that if you don't do certain things and you like people who are shadow banned, it brings your ranking down and stops people from seeing your work. And there's a way mm -hmm. of actually checking it. And I'm severely, severely shadow banned. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because on Instagram, you're one of the few that actually do come up regularly on my feed. So I can only assume that I'm shadow banned too. And we're just in this <laughs> thing together. Yeah, we're they spiraling probably... the, the sink together, going <laughs> yeah, around circles. Yeah. They, probably, they probably group us up to make us feel less alone. Yeah. Uh, but but make all us feel the like cool, we got friends. All the cool kids are shadow banned. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hell you yeah. Know, and at least I know who the people in the FEMA camp are going to be with me. So it's right. Oh, look, we'll make yeah. new friends. It'll be great. Ando. If you're not, sh if you're not shadow banned, what are you even doing? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was a little concern that you might have blown your own head off, but we're glad. <laughs> no, <you>. no. <laughs> <laughs> the boom kitchen. So yeah. what I was going to say was libertylinks.io slash the doom kitchen and the doom kitchen at Perth on mail dot com and uh yeah i love y'all and and um, we still have phytophiliac yeah. right oh, no phyto went oh she, I am, she went I am, but i am shadow banned on twitter so i mean you might have a hard time finding me but i'm there rock and roll. all my friends are shadow banned that's Hashtag. a good teacher yeah. that's a good that teacher. sounds like a song there's uh, a song in that it is <laughs> a, it's a real song i feel like it should be a y'all go find it country go western find it. yeah that's yeah there's a there's a banjo in there somewhere <laughs> there should be well, there, there should be a country version lonely and people will, play banjos i will also chime in that stella did tell me that she would get me a triangle so i could participate musically yes. since i'm otherwise <laughs> musically retarded no no hey, actually can you keep a cowbell beat? we need more cowbell that's what we i need... said drew that was the other She's thing like yeah you can do cowbell too <laughs> can you Percussion. keep a beat Okay. No. more AK-47 in this song, Ando. Can you hit us Ando. one more time with that AK-47? Ando's going to uh, Yeah, I got AK. you. Yeah. Photo, we just, I, we I, just need... I just played the slide. <laughs> Dude, you have a bedroom for that. Yeah, well, I would say... I, I, I should just go on a date with Lauren Berber. <laughs> it's I'll been my I'll dream play... for a long time. I'll play the harmonica, but for all the boys and girls listening, feel free to play with your guns, but just just try to quit jerking off, all right? <laughs> play with your guns instead. Get better at that that kind of shooting. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's Absolutely. good advice actually. Like we don't give advice. None of this shit is advice. But 
the best advice that can happen from this is we started off talking about sex crazed maniac grandmas and this sex crazed maniac grandma stop stop wanking off y'all Jeez, I'm going to do it. The start of this episode yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Stop jacking off, kids. You'll go blind. And women. Y'all, y'all are fucking crazy Shoot masturbators. Shoot rounds, not loads. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Grab your guns, not your peckers. Thanks for listening to the WTF Forum. We will talk to you next time. Love your guts. <laughs>